What's going on, everybody? It is Coach, Coach, Coach. Let's try that again. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And shout out to everybody who is participating in Taco or Slow Tuesday. Appreciate y'all for being here. Hopefully you got somebody low on the totem pole, someone that is a low-hanging fruit, someone that is a bottom feeder to get through your Tuesday day. Anyway, man, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about why women want you to overlook their sexual past or their past, not just their sexual past, but their past in order to make them a suitable mate. Now, we know the statistics about how many women are out here single and frustrated. You had that one sister that said, I went out, I put my makeup on, I went out, and black guys didn't even talk to me. All right, what do I do? I'm just myself. I don't know what to do. Uh, they've been following the propaganda that women are perfect. Women are everything. You know, they have the power of the peace leave and they're, they can do no wrong. All right. That's what they believe. They can do no wrong. And I can just be me. I don't know what else to do. Well, the problem is you is not enough. All right. You presenting yourself as you is just not going to do it. And unfortunately, your past does matter. We do hear a lot of articles and I'm going to read an article. Hopefully I'm going to read an article for you of a young man who's struggling. He's a young man in his 20s. And he has a woman that he's with and he believes that, you know, he cherishes everything about her. Cherish the love we had. All right. He cherishes the love that they have. Unfortunately, she been ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel and it hurts the man. The man is hurt. And that's you. <laughs> the man said, I can't take it no more. All right. I can't take it no more. Every time, every time I try to enter my girl's body. And she tells me, no, nah, we can't do it yet. I wanted to be special. Every child to try, try to enter her body, guess what she says? Oh, you know, I, well, she doesn't say anything yet. What he says is, I can't, I can't get it out of my head, the amount of men that she let clap these cheeks, all right? Because obviously he's the stable man. And so he can't get over the fact that this girl has let so many men enter her body and, and he can't take it no more. And so he reached out. To another woman. Okay. He reaches out to another woman and she says, Don't worry about it. Just be the good man. You're such a good man. Don't think about that. Don't hurt her about her past decisions. Her past is her past and she's with you. You weren't there when she was getting, when she was smuggling salami. All right. You wasn't there when she was smuggling salami. So why does it matter to you? All right. This is what the modern Jezebel is teaching the young Jezebel that. They can go out there and ruin what matters the most. All right. What matters the most in them trading that in for value potentially. And a lot of people are trying to get these young men to overlook it. And a lot of people aren't going for it. This also includes women who have worked in the adult industry. All right. We're going to review a video by Donovan Sharp. He's talking about women that work in the industry of sex work. All right. And so, these people, there's more than you believe. And I've been trying to hip you up to the fact that there's more than you believe. Uh, we're going to reference an old Donovan Sharp video, which he's going to tell you about women who are that, that have been blessed with the genetic lottery in their youth, uses their youth to monetize themselves. And now we're seeing that today. Even subpar women are doing this. And this is going to be a problem moving forward because a lot of them are going to get through the monetization period the monetization is going to collapse and then they're going to say, well, overlook all that. All right. That's going to be problematic for a lot of men. 
All right. That's going to be problematic for a dollar man. So it just doesn't include those people. So you have promiscuous women. You have women that have worked in the industry where they monetize themselves. That is very closely resembling sex work. And it's not just limited to prawn, but we're going to talk about those ladies. Um, and then an extension of the sex work profession industry, which people more or less don't use as uh, they they kind of they kind of let it blur the lines between uh, actual skill and um, sex work. But I'm going to I'm going to tie that knot together. I'm going to tie them back together just so you can see how closely they are. And then we're also going to talk about Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon out here telling uh, a lot of people that after, after he procreated like he's crazy. He's telling you that he can't deal with marriage and why marriage is absolutely senseless for most men. All right. We're going to talk about that. And uh, as this goes, the NWO. Um, somebody says she's a new woman. Yeah, she's a new woman. Uh, you know, and oh, yeah, the student loan debt as well. The, those things in her past are going to be things that you carry. There's a such thing as baggage and people are really overlooking this baggage thing to make you make bad deals. And I don't want you men to feel like, feel like you have to take these deals. All right. They say, Hey, you can't, what else are you going to do? All right. You got to take me. I'm the best you can have guys. Th that is absolutely not true. All right. But sometimes in your desperation, you do these things. Anyway, let's flash this up on the screen. I got money. All right. Uh, let your voice be heard via the PayPal or the cash is app. Uh, we're going to uh, acknowledge the people that have come in a little bit forward, uh, first, a little bit early. And I'm going to have to say pause on that. All right. We can't, we can't say come like that and not say pause. Shout out to Albert C is in the building. And this was earlier, right as I departed the show, he says, I support food shortages. Americans need to lose some weight. All right. Americans need to lose some weight. He supports the food shortage. Uh, yeah, I see what you're doing there, but, um, it's, it's going to make them go crazy. Because a lot of people's eating patterns are ridiculous. We were talking about, you know, how people, I don't know how people get as big as they get, but um, it is what it is. And so Albert's saying the food shortages might perhaps get people to lose some weight. Nah, they'll start eating people at this point. Did you did you ever see the movie? There was a movie, but I read the book in in high school about uh, I think it was a it was a soccer team from South America. And they crashed into the to the mountains. I can't remember what mountains either. They made a movie about this. And uh, when they crashed into the mountains, they actually had to compete. That not compete. They actually had to uh, resort resort to carnivorism. <laughs> Is it carnivorism? <laughs> <laughs> cannibalism. Yeah, the Andes Mountain alive. That's what it was. They had to resort to cannibalism, carnivorism. <laughs> yeah, alive was the movie. Uh, uh, yeah, they crashed into the Andes Mountains and they had to result to cannibalism to stay alive. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, bro, like, look, uh, human beings, we're just animals out here. Yes, it was alive. Yeah, somebody said the Yellow Jacket TV show. Yeah, but anyway, you know, some things aren't planned. I wasn't, it was the rugby team. All right, I got it all wrong, but it was South America. I got that right. Shout out to me. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, people had to, to stay alive. They had to eat. They had to do what they need to do. And it was like, well, he ain't using that body no more. And it was like, he ain't going to use it. He dead. All right, we might as well just go on ahead and get into some carnivorism. <laughs> Shout out to carnivorism. 
All right. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, Todd C says, Mr. Morning Stream Coach, catching up. Pause. All right. Shout out to you. I hope you all caught up there. And um, oh, those are pending uh, cash apps. So we won't read those. There are also some other ones. By the way, if you're listening, dollar sign CGA on the cash is app. Shout out to Maryland guy over on PayPal. He says a woman's past is like having a criminal record. It'll follow you or it'll follow them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, man. I mean, people believe, I mean, I think people, what, I don't know what people are doing in the modern world. They are violating just about every rule of nature. They're violating every rule of relationship. And I think this is because, and I think this is what's happening. It's because someone told them and the, and the, someone that's told them this has been their grannies, the women, the older women before them, other women, they told them just enjoy your youthful years because your grandmother got tied down when she was young, right? Your grandmother got married at 18, 19, and 20. Uh, your, your mother got married at 24, 25, and they missed their opportunity, or they e- either had you as, you know, they had they became a single mother, and then they had to mature really fast, right? So a lot of people want to live in this arrested development. They don't want to mature until their 30s, all right? But biology is already patterned out what happens for women. Now, people are out here throwing Hail Marys. They're out here do- freezing their eggs. They're doing all of these things with the help of... um with the help of science and I call it the miracles of modern science. And because there's miracles of modern science to be performed, they are now pushing their development a little bit later. They're like, well, what's the problem? All right. I don't have to have kids. You know, there was a time probably 50 years ago, a woman was like, damn, by 25, you're going to be barren. You ain't going to be able to have no kids or they're going to come out looking cross-eyed and cockeyed and, and buck tooth. All right. So now we know that that's not all the way true, but, just to be fair, nature alerts many women when they're ready to procreate. But because we have all of these standards of living and people want to pursue careers over everything. So I could focus on my career. Now people are like, oh, we can tell the young women to push everything off uh, 15 years after nature has alerted them. Hey, uh, you dumbass, you can get pregnant by just about doing everything here, right? Um, and so nature sends Aunt Flo to to the women for a visit Aunt Flo shows up and she says drip 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 like a faucet and this means you can have kids so it could be some people have them early like 12 13 14 is crazy but some women naturally around 15 or 16 hey this is this is this is a this is not a game no more and so many cultures in the past have said hey you're a woman now all right you can now start being a woman and you can now start paying back your debt to your father and your mother by producing some damn children or else or selling you to another man, right? So we've gone and washed all of these things away. And so the woman can now be 15, 16, 17, 18, and she can start thinking about what she wants to do as a slave. I mean, I'm sorry, as a career worker. And then eventually she then gets to say after 18, I'm going to go to college and get degrees, right? I graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. And then during this years, between 15 and 24, she might delete four babies in the womb. I mean, this is statistically true, all right? <laughs> so she could, she got knocked up at one point and then delete, delete, delete. And so what she told nature was she gave nature the middle finger, all right? And there could be a whole bunch of things that have been done. Monkey double backflips on the carousel. There could be, I mean, there's pretty much not going to be any purity between 15 and 24. There's just too many possibilities. There's just too much curiosity. 
you know, a woman might be able to stay a virgin until like 20, 21, pushing it. But after that, not so much. Now you have the monetization. Now you have the monetization added to this progressive mindset. So the career woman is saying, hey, I'm just getting started at 24. I don't want to be locked down barefoot and pregnant and being a slave to a husband. I got life to live. I got places to go and people to do. All right. And they're going to go places and they're going to do people. And they're going to live it up. They're going to live it up. They're going to. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island topped. I've done all of that. Uh, yeah, man, I've done all of that. What can you do for me? And in this now add to the monetization. So if she is somehow any level of attracted. She is going to monetize herself and then thus go through those years all the way up until age 30, 30 something. And then later on, when she was at her peak, she's ready to settle down. And that's you. Late 20s, early 30s. All right. And then she's tired of the jerk. She's she's tired of the games. She's tired of playing games. Quit playing games with my heart. Uh, these dudes are scrubs. Uh, these dudes are no good ninjas. I mean, she's had. 15 years of, of, of whatever experience she's had. Now it's time to do what? Repackage herself, <laughs> right? It's time to repackage herself. So we're going to visit all of this stuff in this interesting phenomena of which they can live their good years. They can live their life learning. And then all of a sudden they're like, ah, forget all of that. They literally want you to forget all of those good years. <laughs> All of the years where she was at her prime, I forget all that. It's me and you. It's just me and you. Ooh, baby. Don't worry about Jelly. Don't worry about Johnny. Don't worry about Jason, baby. It's just me and you. Ooh, baby. Don't worry about Robbie. Don't worry about Tyrone. Don't worry about Pookie, baby. It's just me and you. She going to rebirth that peace leave. That peace leave going to get born again. She going to take it down to the mountain and they going to go down to the river. All right. They going to go down to the river. Hey, little water. Something going to get you in the water. They going to take it, rebirth that peace leave, put it in that water, baptize that peace leave, bring it on out. It's dripping. Here it is. It's brand, it's brand spanking new. Wait in the water, wait in the water, baby. Wait in the water. Somebody's gonna get you in the water. Baptize that, baptize that. <laughs> you reborn in the spirit of the Lord. Oh, oh my God. It's out here tighter. It's tight out here. It's tighter than the rattlesnakes. It's tighter than the boa constrictors. A hug around here. Pay, baptize that, repurpose, repurpose that peacefully. <laughs> I tell you, don't worry about the what the past. We're gonna be born again. Go ahead and take that, eat that cracker, drink of that juice. Lord, that peace lead been reborn. Gone out there selling that top price, higher prices than you, you gave it away for, and when you were younger, raise the price of that peace. <laughs> Church check in. Shout out to Minister Jap. <laughs> so I says, "Go, <laughs> Coach, going to hell for eternity." Yes, I am. No, I don't know if I'm doing that. I'm gonna just take a dirt nap. It's all good. Dirt nap, it is. 
I don't even know. I'm not even taking a draft. <laughs> All right, we having fun here. What's going on with my quality of my stream here? All right, shout out to Jay. This morning's stream was for the history books. Shout out to you, man. All right, we, we're trying to give people this knowledge. All right, I know people don't want this. I know you're mad. By the way, let me put up my disclaimer real quick. We speak from the male perspective over here. Okay, you never go on any women's show and they're saying, well, what about what about when the women do? You don't ever have them speak partially, like right in the middle. This isn't down the middle. This is from the male perspective. So it's going to appear like it's hate because you guys are softer than soft serve ice cream in this society. I'm just letting y'all know today. You people are soft in this society. All right. You guys do all this judging, all this backbite, all this talking ish. All right. But soon as it comes back flying in the other direction, y'all want to (laughs) cry. You want to cry. I don't want to cry. Y'all be crying out here, man. And and here's the funny thing about it, man. I'm in a situation where something's happening. Somebody did something to me. So my scenario is kind of I'm kind of doing it back to them inadvertently. It's not on purpose. And they just did it to me. I'm just letting y'all know. This is how you guys, this is how you deal with women one-on-one. You'll never be surprised. They'll do something to you. You'll you'll do it back to them. It's inadvertent, but it's the same situation. And they'll act like you're, you're killing them. They'll act like you're choking them out. And you go back and you say, you just did this to me. Like, you just did it. It's fresh. I got the damn scab right here on my damn elbow from what you just did to me. Now it's coming right back, and they act like it ain't even the same thing, but it ain't even the same thing. I'm like, you just. (laughs) It is unreal how people do, and this isn't just women now, unfortunately. It's a lot of you soft-serve ice cream uh, uh, son husbands out here, too. Y'all literally be stabbing people in the back, and then when he comes in and takes the knife out, the scar still remains, and he shivs you, you be like, oh, victim. It is so crazy. I, I mean, humanity, it's unreal. I can't even know. I don't even know what to say half the time. Shout out to River Bacon. He says, my aunt had 14 early deletions. It was her birth control. All right, let me tell you something about people um, who have terminations of pregnancy. Uh, It does cause a lot of emotional pain that you don't know about. I've had people, women, young women close to me that have gone through it. And uh, they've met, gone through it multiple times. It leaves some scars. I mean, the first of it is, is they got to deal with the idea that they just murdered a baby. I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, uh, people who delete other people, they have to go through this as well, sitting behind bars. But in this case, you get to do the deletion and then go back right out to normal civilization, you know, mm. which is odd. It's a hard thing for them to adjust to. And they got to carry this for the rest of their lives as if I deleted another human being that was breathing. I got to carry that all my life and never have any way to deal with it. There's no amount of therapy that can deal with you taking a life. And so you're going, you're taking a life. You're preventing a life from coming out. 
I don't want to care. If you want to call it murder or not, you're preventing a life from taking place. So you're going to carry that for the rest of your life. And that's very difficult for them to do. And nobody's been able to deal with it. Not only that, that's going to, it's going to manifest itself. Even if you have a baby before that, I'm sorry, after that, or before that, say you have a baby after that, you're thinking, damn, I, I got a baby now, but I had one, two, three, 15 before. Wow. What did I miss? I could have had this earlier and I gave it all up for whatever reason that you felt giving it up. Most of it's selfish. Right. And uh, this this goes on for a long time. They never really resolve it. And then you show up in their lives again. This is another example of their past mattering. OK, so you show up. And then you have a baby with this woman and then she's not telling you what's wrong. Honey, what's wrong? Why are you looking at the child that way? I'm a little scared. And she's already had the experience of taking a child's life. And she's looking at your child in a way. Maybe she could be having some flashbacks. I don't know. You don't know either. But how do you resolve that? How do you resolve that? You have no way to be. You're, you're ill-equipped as a human being to handle this type of thing. So in essence, the past does matter. Not many women can do this. I mean, I guess after 14, you can. But not many women can do this and forget about it, right? It always will come back and haunt them. They'll have dreams. They'll have dreams about this. They'll have to go on some sort of antidepressants because of this. And it's just a, it's just a reality of the situation that nobody talks about. Maybe they talk about it with their therapy, but nobody talks about this in the open public. They just go and march and say, we should be able to have the right to do this. But what are the effects down the line? Right? What are the effects down the line? Anyway, um, we got a couple more. Shout out to River Bacon. Uh, are, are you in Kentucky? 14? Likes. Shout out to Elvis A. We're going to call it. He said, delete, delete, delete. Matt Hardy style. What a world we live in. By the way, that is another extension of the miracle of modern science, although they did do these things very dangerously in the past, right? This has always been a thing. It's nothing new. All right, shout out to the actual King Smith, Reverend CGA in the building, Lord. Huh. All right, we was out there getting them, hitting them hard, hitting them hard, pause, and then how many more PayPals before we get into the show? Shout out to, oh, no, no more, no mas, no mas. So let's get in here. Let's talk about this. Shout out to the actual King Smith and his channel. Um, first story, first item up for bid is going to be, uh, let's talk about, oh, let's talk about this one. We'll blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Nick Cannon explains why he's not built for marriage. I saw Jay the Black cover this. I wasn't able to listen to the video, but I did see him cover this. And it brought me here. And um, and here's an advertisement, right? Ad blocker 101. Nick Cannon explained why Mariah Carey, Carey, Carey will likely be his only wife he'll ever have at the beginning of the interview on the It's Tricky with Rachel Harper podcast. The host noted that she had ran into Nick Cannon at Chuck E. Cheese with his seven kids. How, do, how does Mariah Carey run into Nick Cannon at Chuck E. Cheese? Which uh, he says, which the Wild and Out creator said was a common occurrence, despite those who have criticized him for fathering his children with four women. And then he goes in there and talks about all of the energy that it takes 
to raise these kids. But obviously he was divorced in 2016. And he says, I mean, this is the thing. It depends on what you call marriage. He said, getting the government involved in my relationship, like the whole paperwork stuff, nah, nope. But if we're on something of a spiritual or holistic ritual, I'm all for that. We can go uh, have a ceremony somewhere. Why would the government be involved in your love life? Now, this is very common. This is very common of a man that has experienced a, a divorce, all right, which is important for men because it is only men that have experienced a divorce that can tell you how dirty and greedy the government is when they get involved in your marriage, okay? And it's very painful. Even if it's an amicable divorce, it is still painful when you realize, damn, just this piece of paperwork caused all of this, just these merging of these two business entities, which you are, which you're a business, in, you're an entity. Um, how you know you're an entity? You have what you call a social security number and a birth certificate. You are a business entity. You are no longer a person, but you're a person's, okay? <laughs> I don't want to go in over your head here. But you're an entity, and you merge these entities in a legal binding agreement, and then which, if you want to break it, which 50 to 70% of people do, and additional people think about, you're going to have to go through some pain, and the government is not about making this pain free. It is going to be painful. So Nick Cannon speaking from this situation. Uh, here it is right here. It says right here, he says, like, that just seems bizarre to me. Because if you go to the core of what it's about, uh, it's all about really a business. And to bring business and love together, I've experienced it. That's a tough one to get involved with. All right. So he's getting real here. He just brought up the business aspect of it right there. You're bringing business and love together. And until somebody figures out how men cannot get ensnared and trapped into these business agreements just because they have a little bit of lust that has gone out of control. Then and only then will marriage or some sort of relationships continue. However, men have suffered business wise. Their legal business has been gone down the rent, down the uh, drain, all because their their partner cannot not play the victim. All right. And so when she starts playing the victim, it's over for you, especially when there's business. He continues by saying his marriage to Mariah was still a beautiful relationship regardless. And then he talks about um, uh, getting married again. Harper, put, oh, it says right here. Let me, I'm, I'm not going to skip. That was one of the greatest experiences of my, of my life. And for that to have come to an end as well, it's like, all right, why would I go back if I couldn't make the, that work out right? So why would I do it again if I've already failed at it? Which is what I question a lot of people who get remarried. By the way, one of the things that I always say, is men who often get re uh, by the way the 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 remarriage second second time marriages have a worse failure rate than first time all right it's something around 67% failure rate guaranteed but most men who remarry twice often do not divorce their first wife uh, i'm sorry their second wife in time because they want to save face many times they got divorced and they quickly remarried so should they, and they see the red flags after the marriage, should they get divorced again, they're going to look like a scumbag, okay? So they oftentimes have to bite their tongue and deal with 
the bullshit, right? They have to deal with the bullshit. And then they have to deal with uh, the fact that they look like a loser, right? So they're not, don't want to be a loser. All right. Um, are there bots in here? Let's get rid of the bots. All right. There's always a bot in here. We'll have to go ahead and give them a little bit of a rest, right? Unless you have something logical to say, you take a rest. All right. So let's go ahead and continue. Says right here. He said, you know what it is. Once I gave my all to a scenario going forward, I'd have to be present with something I'd never seen before and never experienced in order for me to be willing to go back to do something like that. Harper pushed back on this and said that the mothers, mothers of Nick Cannon's children, all right, or kids, might find that comment frustrating. And he said, or I don't know if she said that. He said, nah, because it's not about them, he said. Marriage and all that goes into it, it's a lot. Like anybody who marries, uh, what that is, man, they need some damn punctuation in here. Like anybody who marries knows what that is. You literally entering a partnership that says when two people become one, and I know I'm not built for that. I know I'm not built for that. Two people become one. Even in the Bible, two people, two flesh become one. In a legally binding agreement, two become one. In order to fracture that agreement, you have to go through the state. And he's not doing it anymore. He's not going to do it. Now, you goofballs can do it. You go, you go up, goofballs to do it. But a lot of men who do it end up regretting it very soon after. The second, the, the second marriages end in divorce 67% of the time. Guaranteed. It's a guaranteed fail. And for people to push other men into that in hopes of doing what? Perhaps you might meet the love of your life. Damn near 70% of people threw in the towel on second marriages. All right, so I don't know what more you guys want. For me, I only did it once, and I never see any chance of, I don't even see why it makes sense to do it again. All right, I did it once, and that was one time in my life. There's no reason for me to enter into a legal agreement like that ever again. I mean, I don't care who the woman is. Even if I think about it for five seconds, I would be like, why? Why does it make sense? Now, for people who've never gotten married or people who've never gotten divorced, you might not think that. You're like, it's fine the way it is, but it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. At some point, you'll experience that, or some point, you'll go past 10 years, and you'll go, shit, this is tough, okay? Or you'll consider getting out of the agreement, and then you'll find out it takes more than you thought, all right? where you'll get penalized. This is why men don't do what? Men don't file for divorces because they're going to lose. Many men probably wanted to walk away from their marriage, all right? And then they went to find out what it's going to cost them to walk away, and they stayed with the common phrase, cheaper to keep her. Ah, forget it. All right, so this is what men find out. And unfortunately, you don't find out until it's too late, but this is what I do here. I'm helping you men discover that for the most part, what you know about marriage and divorce, you know nothing about. You know absolutely nothing. You can't tell me you know because you don't know. All you can do is hope it doesn't happen to you. All right, let's take a look at this article. And I've been hitting on this as well. 
it says right here, I don't know who this publisher is, but it was published by several people. This is Gwen Farrell. I don't know if she's a conservative poster. I have no idea, right? But it was posted on several different uh, websites, and I concur with the results right now. It says over 50% of liberal white women. Hey, come on, man. What happened to my damn? What, what is this? Don't sell my information. What the hell? Or why did they cover up the title? <laughs> they cover up the title. Oh, my goodness. Let's go back. Over 50 because you're like, what does it say? <laughs> All right, go back. Now they won't let me go back. Over 50%. Of liberal white women under 30 have mental health conditions. Why do they do that? Look at that. They put that right over there. All right. So let me see here. I'll have to go to this one. Over 50% of liberal white women under 30 have mental health issues. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. It says right here. Um, and I've been warning you of the liberal white woman, man. I mean, she's very much uh, the, the, she is the one, she's the most dangerous uh, species out here. Let me read this to you now that it's a little bit smaller. It says, this website looks mostly all liberal with no diversity and probably lots of mental illness here, but uh, because it's a psychological website, no offense, so maybe you can answer of all the demographics, but it says right here, a 2020 Pew research study revealed that. And actually, I can go back to the original one because it's a lot larger. It says right here, a, a 2020 Pew research study reveals that over half of white liberal women have been diagnosed with a mental health condition at some point. Does this mean there's a correlation between progressive ideas and mental health? Now, this article actually does try to dispel the myth between the connection. They try to not draw a correlation between mental health issues and their progressive ideas. However, I've made a correlation myself. It is a common tactic of a politically charged, uh, of the politically charged on either side to take the particular adherence of an ideology and equate that diehard uh, worship, worship to mental illness. So, so what she's saying is you're basically going to say you're, you need help. You need therapy. Anytime somebody says that they're just basically questioning your, they're gaslighting you, questioning your sanity. If they don't agree with you, they say you need help. You need therapy. But she says conservative conservatives label younger liberal generations as snowflakes, which I did today said you soften and soft serve or as having Trump derangement syndrome. If they didn't like the past president, liberals and progressives label right leaning individuals or conservatives as racist bigots and misogynists so it's a back and forth resorting to this type of lowbrow behavior lowbrow might once have been seen as an excuse not to address the actual issues or beliefs at hand but now at hominem attacks are more common than not but what uh what if what was once a cheap shot or a personal insult has actually been found to bear scientific correlation between the individuals who hold progressive ideologies and an increased risk of mental illness. Wow. He says that's exactly what Pew Research has found in all political sides, uh, all politics aside, stop being political, the shocking diagnosis of over 50% of liberal women, and they said white men earlier, 
they had some form of mental health, ment uh, medical diagnosis in a public health concern that no one seems to be discussing, let alone taking seriously. Yikes. And I've been put, I've been talking about this for a long time, by the way. I've been talking about this. I've been talking about the statistics related. And I said, something's got to be up, especially when people be yelling and screaming, holding signs, and they be showing up with bloody signs and whatnot. You got to be like, this can't be. Just going back briefly, women in mental health, it says, for whatever reason, we're not talking about the risk of mental health uh, or mental illness women in general face, especially uh, compared to men. Women are 40% more likely to develop depression than men. Uh, but men are way more likely to delete themselves. Uh, by the way, did you know that women are more likely to try to delete themselves, but they're less successful? Did you guys know that? I've talked about that on my show. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that, but I'm just asking you. Women are more likely to try to delete themselves. Men are more likely to have the result end in a deletion now yeah what constitute try right what constitute try many times they'll sit there with a razor and slice their wrist you know what i mean and they'll be looking like the woman in fatal attraction i tried to do it a lot of people will use that as a hey i i feel like i'm gonna delete myself I'm, i've been hurting myself i've been trying sometimes it's just a call for help but we're scared because if they actually carry it out one time and we overlook the red flags, then we'll feel bad about ourselves. We're like, damn, I could have helped them, but I called them a sucker. I called them, you know, I said, you're trying and you're not really doing it, right? It's a tough position that we put people in. And I think people use this really against people because there's no nothing that you can do but just say, okay, as soon as they bring it up, I'm going to jump. Okay, damn, all right. Well, don't jump. I'll stop putting pressure on you. I'll stop, you know, then, then they got you by the balls. <laughs> they got you by the balls. Now you, now you stuck. All right. The best, the only thing you can say was, look, man, you're going to do it or not. And then you're an asshole if they do it or not. Anyway, women are 40% more likely to develop depression than men. By the way, I talk real over here. If you're a pussy footing around, if you're offended by that, I don't know what to tell you. All right. Yeah, people are going to, that's offensive. See, again, they're trying to keep me by the balls. All right. Yeah, it's kind of like when the kids said, I'm going to hold my breath. All right. I'm going to run away. Okay. Then they run away, and then they get sold by uh, on the street by a pimp. And then now you're like, damn, I should have not told them to not run away. You know, it's a hard position that they put people in. And it says right here, due to lower levels of serotonin, we're also, we, women, are more likely to have anxiety and depression because of this deficiency. I cannot stand. I cannot stand. By the way, uh, deleting yourself is very first world. I mean, third world people laugh at you. They're like, what? We're in poverty and we're still alive. We're in poverty and we'll never think about deleting ourselves. So it's very first world. That's why it's hard to even imagine. You just be like, damn, you can't appreciate your life here. You ain't even in deadly poverty yet where you actually have to drink and shower in shitty water, all right? You literally are living good and deleting yourself. Like, this is why some people have been like, oh, Jesus. All right, but let's go back to this. They're here using this. 
due to lower levels of serotonin, women are also more likely to have anxiety and depression because of that deficiency. Okay, what would that argument sound like for men? Like you're literally like, because of our higher levels of testosterone, we want to hump legs all day long and we're least likely to be depressed. They would be like this. Mm. Now get over it. Keep it in your pants. Control your lust. Just because I'm walking around half naked doesn't mean you should teach men to not lust and treat women, all women with respect, even the ones that are walking around like floozies. Even though you have testosterone, there's no excuse. You see what I mean? This is an excuse. And I do not deal with excuses very well. Don't bring biology in, but I can't bring my biology in. I, I'm infused with testosterone and I'm lusting all day long. So when you come in there with your bare shoulders and your back out and your flat back and you come out there with your feet out and I start lusting, it's just my testosterone peaking. Relax. <laughs> you see what I mean? They don't let you fly with excuses, gentlemen, but they run out here with more excuses than a pregnant nun, and then you're supposed to buy it. Oh, the serotonin. Yes, anxiety, depression. Oh, yeah, let's work on this. There's also, there are also certain life experiences. Here we go, more excuses. Jesus, hold on for a second. There's also certain life experiences like childbirth, for example, which can lead to these diagnoses. One in seven women will be diagnosed with postpartum depression in the years following their childbirth. Postpartum depression is particularly a, is a condition that leaves its victims, victims, feeling powerless and without confidence and assurance in their own ability of a, as a mom and or a caregiver. All right. Many women with postpartum depression describe feeling like failures. We need to toughen up. We really, really, really need to toughen up. And they went into more excuses, but then, but biology and hormones aside, exactly. What about the choices we actively engage in? Aha. Uh -huh. What about choices? Yeah, because of all of these excuses, you get to make choices and then wipe the state, the slate clean when you want it. The, beha the behaviors we indulge in, the beliefs, and convictions we hold as important uh, than all the others, the people we spend our time with, fornicating, the actions we devote our energies to, protesting for no reason, and the news we consume, making your head spin. Is that negatively impacting our mental health or even more importantly, leading to medical diagnosis? Yeah, it is more common. There's actually articles that say social media negatively affects women more than men. Uh, but they can't put the phone down. Put the phone down then. Delete your app. Can't do it. Well, what world are we living in where we give them all these excuses? It's hormones. It's biology. It's social media. It's the news. It's the energy. It's the cock carousel. It's past traumas. What, what is it next? It's pregnancy. Man, human beings been getting pregnant for about 200,000 years already. 200,000 years. But yet, here we are, playing the violin or the piano. In 2022, we're playing the piano. Oh, we know so much. All right, but here we go.
Here's what the study found. The study in question, which, by the way, isn't from a news source or a media outlet. But the Pew Research, for heaven's sakes, is what, what uh, when all is said and done, pretty damning. Interesting enough, the study, which is titled Pew America Trend, tr sorry, Trend Panel Wave 64, was dated March 2020, way before C-19, over a year ago, yet it took a PhD candidate in political science posting about the study on Twitter for it to garner even a smudge of attention. He clarifies that the Pew Panel survey included the negative mental health symptoms batteries in a subsequent wave one month later, okay? The study, which examines white liberals, moderates, and conservatives, both male and female, found that the conservatives were far less likely to be diagnosed with mental health issues than those who identified as either liberal or even very liberal. What's more, white women suffered the most of all. This is something that I've warned you about in my interracial dating video, although they will pose as to not be a threat aggressively. They will use passive aggression, and they will also pose as being happier, but many times they're sadder, all right? It's a facade. It's something that their culture uh, doesn't allow them to do. Only they do them to their close men, like they will do them to the, they will they will emotionally abuse their father behind closed doors. They'll emotionally abuse their brothers behind closed doors. They'll emotionally abuse their husbands and boyfriends behind closed doors. But out in the open, oh, hi, Perky and Becky, all right? Oh hi, flipping hair! Oh, I'm so happy! Oh, I got my I got my avocado toast and I got my Starbucks drink. I got my Nutella and crackers, you know. But they be going home crying, bro. They go home damaged when the when the lights go down, when the sun goes down, they be going damaged. That's why they have a term called "white girl wasted." All right, everybody heard of that? And I've been around these people for a long time. I'm not saying anything against these groups of people, but they have something called "white girl wasted." All right, um, in which they tend to be the most erratic around alcohol. You know, sisters will drink some Henny. They'll drink a 40 and they'll cool out. You know what I mean? Maybe every now and then one will get belligerent, drunk. But typically belligerent, drunk doesn't get a pass in the community. You know, it's an expectation. Somebody might get knocked out. Uh, but belligerent, drunk in the George, Bush, George W. Bush community, that's a thing. You know, like making life decisions while drunk, having long conversations while drunk. All right. Uh, and then, then, oh, it's just a couple of glasses of wine. That goes down. Hi, girl. Josie. I love you. <laughs> Josie's so drunk, but I love her. <gasps> Josie! <laughs> Josie, are you And so, mommy wine time. It's wine o'clock somewhere. Uh, it's just one. It's just a drink. You know what I mean? Their teenage daughter's already full out wino. And they just pass it along, pass it along. And so this happens a lot. And then they end up going to college. You combine these things, antidepressants, bipolar medication, wine. All right. Therapy, already at therapy, passive aggressive culture in which they can't really express their true feelings. They got to hide it, but they abuse people behind closed doors. All right. Or they abuse them with lawsuits. This is their, this is what happened. This is what they're talking about in the article. This is what they're talking about. All right. It says right here. And so they'll have a whole bunch of problems and then they'll either try to be the ultimate protector. Well, protect all these people, protect all these people, but they're damaged to hell, bro. They be out here damaged and they're out here trying to protect everybody else. You're like, man, would you sit your ass down? All right. 
protect yourself first. Learn how to protect yourself. All right, the study which examines, oh, did I get all of this? It says right here, white women aged 18 to 29 who identified as liberal. I've always told you, watch out for them. They're the worst, though. It says right here, somebody says, you're wrong, 100. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> or is this, I'm wrong. I'm wrong about this. Maybe you're saying I'm wrong about this. You did give me the 100. It says white women aged 18 to 29 who identified as liberal were given a mental health diagnosis from medical professionals at a rate 56% as compared to 28% in moderates or 27% in conservatives. So before they even uh, before they even got in here, they made sure, hey, have you ever had a diagnosis? Yes. But then when they went in there, they said these people more than half that identified as liberal already had a mental health diagnosis. Isn't this crazy? Wow. And this is right here. Zach Goldberg, the doctoral candidate in question, consolidated the study's info in a set of visuals and posted them to a thread on Twitter. But it's important to note that he clarified the following quote. I did not. I didn't write this thread to mock white liberals or uh, their apparently disproportionate rate of mental illness. And you shouldn't either. I'm not mocking them. I'm warning you. Right. I'm not mocking them. I'm warning you. Rather, this is a question that that's underexplored and which may shed light on attitudinal differences towards various social policies. Unquote, end quote, he's right. I'm going to read a little bit more and go to the cash app. Dr. Lyle R., this is why I don't remember names, a board-certified psychiatrist who, treat, who treated mental disorder for over 30 years agrees and adds that white liberalism thrives on supposedly championing here it is. I said that championing workers, minorities, the little guy, women and the unemployed who they continuously see as wronged, cheated, oppressed, disenfranchised, exploited and victimized with little to no agency of their own. Wow. So they will disassociate themselves from their own misogyny, their own misandry, their own uh, prejudice and all of that and they will blame you for being it and they will also then not take care of themselves they'll be always they'll say you're uh, like you'll see this in a um you'll see this in this is the nonprofit population yeah this is the people that you'll see in the instagram post and it'll be a comedian who's asian and he'll talk about different cultures of asian people and these people will call him a racist or these people will try to cancel him you can't talk that way and i'm like he's literally talking about his own people and you're trying to cancel him for talking about his own people. Why don't you stay out of it? And it typically isn't just white liberal women. It's white liberal men. This is uncomfortable to me. And what this is is also guilt. They have guilt at being white and privileged. And then they'll try to minimize their privilege, right? And then they'll try to maximize their social justice. They'll try to say, we're going to champion the wronged people. These people also will say, I'm not black. You should feel this way because you're black and you're going, but I don't feel that way. Well, what's wrong with you? What type of black are you? See, they have some problems. And I often say you got problems that you need to deal with on your own instead of worrying about mine. Right. And this is what I warned you about. A lot of these women. <laughs> uh, a lot of these women will also do what? A lot of these women will uh, use minorities as pets. 
a lot of these women will use minorities as pets. <laughs> so this is what this is what you guys have to understand. Um, they'll get with you. They'll claim to be to know you and understand you, but then they'll also treat you like a pet. All right. And the prime example of this is Ricky Williams and his wife in which he has the high ground over her. He has the high ground socially. He has the status, but because he's too high, he has to somehow lower himself and push her to the top. And she treats him like a pet. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot of you guys that are dating white liberal women, you're just a pet. You're her pet. You're her ability to say, hey, I'm so I'm so good at this social justice warring. I have me. <laughs> I have me a black guy. I have me a Latino guy. I have me a worker. I have me somebody like that. And what I will always tell you is they can't do anything for you. A lot of times you think they can do something for you. Why don't you get your white people to understand? And then you think they're going to run to the white community and do stuff for you. They can't do nothing. And so what they'll do is ultimately the only thing that they can do for you. The only thing that they can do for you is put up some person that doesn't really look like you, but will come pet you on the head and they'll ask for your vote. <laughs> and they'll represent some sort of minority that they'll tie themselves to your plight. Hey, I'm, I represent this minority group. And we're just like you. We've been discriminated against. We've been this and that. We're going to get those evil whiteies. We're going to get those white, old, rich white men. We're going to bring them down, right? You hate them too, right? We're going to get them. And their history ain't nowhere near what I've been through. <laughs> ain't been nowhere near like, who? Man, man, go over there and tippy-toe somewhere. Your history ain't nothing like mine. And so they put up a puppet. They put up somebody. That's the only way they can help you. You know what? We can't do anything about the system. The, the, the best way we can tear it down is march and protest and vote. Vote. Vote for this old, old fair. <laughs> vote for this goofball over here. I almost said something else. Vote for this guy right here. He has your best interest at heart. He's going to tear off all of these things. He's going to put policies in place to protect you. He's going to protect you. Vote for him. He's your master. Or vote for her. She's your master. That's the only way, that's the only thing they got. And then when you go over there and see the dude you voting for, he look, uh, he looks softer than a grape. <laughs> he ain't look like he ain't going to do a damn thing for you. And even if he looks like you, he's so, he's so slime ball-y. You like, oh, him? He can't do nothing for me. <laughs> anyway, like, is there somebody masculine that can represent me? All these people are goofballs. But no, they're like, no, you don't need nobody like that. They're misogynists. They're supremacists. What you need is this dude right here. He's going to do everything for everybody. He's going to put policies in that says minorities this and minorities that. And we're going to get ahead. Meanwhile, as soon as he put the policies in, everybody but your ass is going to get an advantage. All right, because they're going to roll in. Oh, it says minorities. That means disabled people. That means people who need mental health. That means um, autistic people. That means women. That means overweight people. That means gays. That means trans. Yeah, that's all of us. That means Mexicans. That means blacks. Yeah, all of us count. We're we going to get a little bit of this pie. <laughs> You're like, what about the black policy? That's what I wanted. No, that means minority. Minority. You know, minority. 
<laughs> yeah, the Jewish people, uh, the Asians, everybody going to get something but your punk ass. <laughs> you sitting there like, what the fuck? What did I vote for? What did I do all this burning up my city and marching for? Oh, you did it for us. Thank you. Now sit your ass back and wait. Your time is coming. Matter of fact, you'll have to vote him in another time to get your time. He didn't, he, he didn't have enough time this time. But if you voted for him again, he'll give, he'll give it to you on his way out. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. And then every policy they make seem to go against you. You're like, wait a minute, that's going to work against me, though. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You just can't read right, you dumb pet. Just sit down. Sit down and shut up. Then they start treating you like a crazy. They like, sit down and shut up, I say. You don't know no better, and you barely black. We know better than you. So we'll tell you what's good for you, and we'll don't, don't think you can. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But y'all dumbasses got to find out later. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? All right. <laughs> the liberals are getting out of here. They're like, God damn, he knows the he knows. Oh, one more thing, and I got I know I gotta get on with the show. I found something on Twitter which I've been telling you guys about. Where's my how do I find all the the things that I liked? All right, uh I don't think I can find it all here. Anyway. Anyway, you voted him in and they're doing drag queens at the public school. You're like, what in the what? Like, I didn't vote for all that. <laughs> like, come on, man. Can I get a break? Like, what does that have to do with the rest of the world? Now I send my kids to school. All I wanted was for Black Lives to Matter. That's all I wanted. Now I got drag queens at my school. What are we doing? And, of course, they go to where? The minority school? They go to your school because you ain't got no power and you can't barely show up to the PTA. So you don't even know. And then all of a sudden, at your school, you're like, what? Like, what kind of thing is this? And guess who's guess who supports it? The people that took you to the march to burn up your shit. It's going to be the people that you said that said they were on your side that are like, it, we're cool with this. We're down with this. Sit down, Tyrone. Tyrone, it, this is okay. If you're going to be like this, I'm going to say you're not black. I'm going to take away your black card. We're all in this together. So take your take your little uh, take your little check and go back to the hood, and then we'll pick you up when we're ready to give you something. I'm gonna try to find it real quick. I don't think I can find it. It's all the way down here. I, I liked it, so I can find it, but I guess I can't find it fast enough. Be a good little boy, and we'll tell you what's good. We'll get down to you. <laughs> All right, shout out to the people over there. Uh, to the people, the people, the people, people. We'll have you arrested. I'll plant crack cocaine on your person, and you'll be in jail. And we won't bail out your father who been in jail. So kick it. Shout out to the Black Ortiza philosopher says CGA for life. We do it over here, and we keeps it real. All right. Unfortunately, guys, uh, they got you cornered, man. Most of these people work in media. Most of these people work at the social media places. Most of these people work where they're the fact checker. They're the ones who get to make decisions on whether you keep your platform. 
They're the ones that make the decisions or whether you get jobs. They're the human resources officers. They're the people you go to to explain your story at court. They're literally like, all right, so what happened was they're like, oh, they somehow have finesse. They're the therapists. They're the mental health professionals. Like they are the gatekeepers of everything now. They somehow got, they somehow, look, and that's not by no accident. They're the people in the media. They're the people that you got to depend on to get the story right. Like that ain't the story. They somehow have figured out how to corner all the markets, control all the info, control who's right or wrong. What, what do I say? I don't know, man. And meanwhile, after they get finished doing all of that judgment and all of that controlling, they go back and pop mental health pills. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? They put, they come back and they're the ones out here with most of the problems, most of the personal problems. They be in therapy rocking. Oh, man, this is just so tough. Life's tough. I mean, God dang, man. I mean, it's actually like depressing. Like, why don't y'all? Like, if you didn't have that job, that propped up job, what job would you have? You'd be at Wendy's. But for some reason, they gave you an important job, and now you're the gatekeeper. Now you're the one that gets to go out and control, like, everything. You're the hall monitor now. You're the hall monitor out of control. Out of control ass hall monitor. That's what you are. And you're going to go police everything now. Did you drop that packet of non-later paper right there? Go ahead and pick that up. If you don't, we won't give you your microphone. <laughs> like, okay. They're the people at college campuses, all of that. Shout out to Mr. Ingram. He says, you are the father to us young black men. Oh, shout out to you. Hey, we brothers need fathers. And like I said, uh, fathers are under scrutiny. I kind of saw somebody try to take a cheap shot at me at my comment section. And I'm unapologetic about my parentage. I'm not, I'm a no-nonsense parent. All right? I don't deal with this bullshit-ass parent by the book. Don't tell your kids no. All right? I don't do that. And a lot of you guys have succumbed to that. Meanwhile, your kids are manipulating you. And look at the kids today. Look at the kids today. All right? So I'm a no-nonsense father. I'm not going to let you get away with bullshit and manipulate me. I don't let women do it, so I'm not going to let kids do it. Now, if you want to do it, you take your ass somebody else somewhere else, and I will excommunicate myself from your parentage, meaning I'm not going to be responsible for the shit you turn out to be. All right. And I've told you how I do this to my family. You guys think you guys think I do this just to you and I do this to liberals and I do this to white people and women. I tell my own family I will I will I will remove myself from you. I'm not I'm not going to play games with you. <laughs> I'll cut your ass off. All right, I, I told my mom this. I told family members this. I don't mind cutting your ass off. And people think you'll cut your kids off. I'll cut my kids off. All right, I'm responsible for you, but you're not going to be hide over here and then make me pay and be responsible. It's not going to happen. Cut your ass off. All right, I give nobody a free ride. I give nobody a free ride. I've worked too hard to give people a free ride, to let them mess up their lives and then come back, either blame me or make me pay for the mess up. I've seen people do that to their family. You're not going to do it to me. <laughs> You're not going to do it to me. I've seen people become crackheads and they come back uh, with, with uh, they come back with their pants falling off their ass and no belt 
shoestrings holding up their pants and they come back and they put their family to through pure hell. They put their family through pure hell as a crack fiend, gangbanger, impregnated, thought, single mom, and they put their family through hell, uh, living with them until they're 40 with all they damn kids when they should have listened in the first place. You should have left me lead you, but guess what? Oh, I was too hard on you. Look, I got the plan. Follow it. You don't want to follow it? Take your ass on. Do not come back when you're 25 tatted up impregnated or pregnant impregnated five people oh you got to take care of your kids no i don't <laughs> you got to take care of your mom no i don't <laughs> i'm a little bit hardcore i'm cold-blooded around here my job is done at 18 now if you want to keep the program going you better follow what the hell i'm telling you to do not all the way but you better have a plan of your own in development because you're on a time limit. <laughs> but look at some of you people watching me still living with your mama. By the way, some of you people living with your mama still getting child support as a result of you living with them. You didn't know that. She's still, uh, she's still extorting your daddy by letting you live with her. And instead of her saying, you know what, son, go spread your wings. Spread your wings and fly away. She got you in death and decay out here capitalizing on you as a resource because you still qualify for some damn insurance and Medicare because you still get some damn, uh, she gets to claim you on her tax return because you still get to uh, extort, the. she gets to still extort the father for some sort of child support by some scrupulous law of the child support uh, court. And because you're 21, 22, and 23, she still gets to steal from the father's pockets because you still get that because she claims you as a dependent, she can get more welfare. She makes you sign up for special needs class so she can get a kickback from the government. Do not get me started because I'm a little too real for you people. And I'm telling you what it is. She gets to stunt your life and development. She gets to stunt your life and development by keeping your ass around and being codependent. She gets to use your masculinity because she doesn't want to sit, submit to a man. And it's not just the women who do this. Men do this as well to their kids. They Instead of putting them in the best position, they are selfishly keep them in order to capitalize from the father or the government. That's why you still live at home. And that's why she won't let you go out and move away with some roommates and start your damn life. Huh? See, y'all don't want me to hit home. Do not challenge me on my cold bloodedness. You know who's cold blooded? The people who enable you and ruin your lives and don't let you kickstart your lives. Those are the most selfish, cold blooded people out here. But I, on the other hand, hold people accountable. And you ain't going to manipulate and get over on my ass. That's not cold blooded. That's actually helping people get going in life. The enablers are the people who say, well, he's cold-blooded. He's a bad parent. He's not a guy looking out for his kids. Oh, yes, I am. Because I'm the only one that's going to be responsible for them. They keep my name. Not only my kids, my family members and my mother and my father. They better get their shit in order because I did. Period. And not only that, I actually overcame the odds 
the odds that they put out in front of me. I overcame that and became who I was. I became who I was despite these people not giving me a leg up on the competition, despite these people disabling me, despite these people putting me in a bad situation. Despite all of that, I became who I was. And you can too. But if we're going to make these kids, uh, if we're going to make your kids, if you're not going to parent them and you're going to wait for the police to knock their head wide open and then complain about the police busting their head wide open, if you're going to let these girls out here early terminate four kids before they're 24, if you're going to let these boys out here gang banging and pregnant the whole damn community and you do this cycle over and over again and you had a nerve to have smoke about me, about how I do my life and how cold-blooded I am and you're out here ruining the damn world, don't come at me. I'm not cold-blooded. I actually show that I care. You, on the other hand, don't care about your people because you refuse to parent your kid because you're a coward. And now you want the world to parent them and, and keep them and, and parent them with kid gloves. And then when they bust their hair wide open because this is reality, this ain't no game because you're a coward parent. Then you wonder why your kid out here in jail with no bail. Anyway. Out here drinking Hennessy and smoking weed all day, ain't got no damn job still living with your parents. And then you got a nerve to say people are cold-blooded or you parenting too hard. No, this ain't no game out here. And it ain't no game. You want to play games? Don't play it on my time or my dime. I'm about business over here. I'm about business over here. And I'm about getting this damn thing in order. So if you want to mess up your life, you go ahead and do it. I'm not messing up mine. <laughs> you want to let your kids smoke weed and drink? and go out there and fornicate, you do that because you're a coward parent. You want to manipulate your kids and give them less because you're selfish? You go do it with your kids like you're doing it now. But I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't playing your game. I ain't playing your enabler game. I'm not listening to mental health as, a, as an excuse. I'm not listening to it. Anyway. <laughs> While your kids out here, <laughs> your kids out here ditching school, your kids out here faking like they sick, your kids out here skipping school, your kids out here smoking weed, your kids out here running around with nose earrings with their pants off their ass. And people are out here talking about tough parents. You got to be kidding me. You out here ain't held your kid accountable one time. You ain't looked at your kid's report card, not once. And every time you did look at your kid's report card, you went and blamed the teacher. You guys are cowards. You guys got some damn nerve. Your kid out here want to be a rapper and he's 32, still living at home. You got some nerve. <laughs> you got some nerve. I'm tired of you people. <laughs> I'm tired of you people because you're coward parents. You don't want to parent your kids. You scared to tell them what it is. Studio in the basement ass kids. Stealing, stealing change out the damn ashtray ass kids. And you got some nerve to tell people how to parent their damn kids because you're a coward. Cow you're scared of kids, for goodness sakes. They're kids. But they have they have the world, they have, they have everything against you. Oh, I'm gonna hurt myself and you're gonna parent me. I'm gonna turn out to be uh, depressed. 
You know what's depressing? You know what's depressing? A depression in your head when reality kicks you in the ass or kicks you in the head. That's going to be depressing because reality is going to hit you hard. And when it hits you and you're 26 and you're still trying to figure out life, when everybody done figured it out around you, you're going to claim some victim. White privilege, racism, misogyny, misandry, all right? The world's against you because your parents were cowards, period. Mm. Yeah, being broke is depressing. And you can thank your parents for that because they refused to do anything to get their own life together. And all they did was create friction to create you. And then they refused to parent you. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, now that I got that off my chest, y'all can leave here. We're going to continue with the show. We didn't even get into the main, main topic, but I'm supposed to do what? You know, I just I'm tired of an excuse making society. I'm absolutely tired of it. And I'm tired of people playing the victim and hurting people who are trying to do good. People are trying to do good and they find a way to hurt them because they're hurt. And then they call you hurt. It's a classic. Um, it's a classic abuse abuser story. You're seeing this with Amber Heard. They're hurt. She's hurt. She has nowhere to go. And so she hurts Johnny Depp. And then she claims he's the abuser when she's the abuser. It's classic. It's classic. And it's happening too much. And men are oftentimes the victim of it. But we're the perpetrator. We're the bad guy. We're the blame. We're the one that they're going to blame. Shout out to, he says, uh, says, Coach, my bro's wife was, quote, hustling when she met him. Her words. I now know what she meant by that. Thanks to you. Thank you. And that's you. We're going to break all of that down. She says, I was hustling. Now you know what that means. We're going to play Donovan Sharp's video in a bit. Shout out to him. Uh, let me make sure I didn't say his government name. He said, I'm, I'm glad I didn't. He says, no government name. Please keep preaching. We do what we do. Shout out to Gemini. He says, my best friend is a white woman. Crazy town. <laughs> I lived with three white women plus married one. Get, let me tell you. It's not what a lot of uh, a lot of people don't you don't know what you're dealing with, especially if you didn't grow. I grew up around them and with the high school, so I knew what I was getting into. I never will put black women down and say they're they're worse than white women. I, I don't I don't put any one of them better than the other. I have a sexual preference, though. But I don't say sisters are worse than any other uh, group of women. They just have a different subset of problems. And they have a different way that they carry out whatever they're trying to carry out. But it's all going to be stemming from damsel in distress. You're going to be the perpetrator. You're going to be the attacker. They're going to be the victim. It's all the same. It's just the way that they are going to frame it. It's going to be different. Right? <laughs> that's all it is. It's going to be a different trick bag. Speaking of tricks. That's going to be me. I got money. Uh, shout out to, uh, again, I'll, I'll say this one again. Mr. Albert E. He says, uh, you are the father. You are like the father towards young black men. And they're also going to say, men need to be fathering these kids. And then when I come in or other men come in and try to father the kids, they tell us to get away. They tell us we're doing it wrong. They blame us for the results of the parentage. But, oh, if they are number one draft pick, it was all the mom. She was the real MVP. They tell men to be leaders, and then when men lead, they say, not like that. 
we don't want you to lead like that. It's the way you said it. Well, I'm a leader. I don't have time to, uh, to make it sound good. I need you to do it. Are you ready to do this or not? It's, it's kind of like when your kid wanders close to the curb and is about to go across the street. Do you have time to say, oh, little Johnny, this would be inappropriate for you. Oh, damn, he got ran over. It's too late. Sometimes you got to scream at your kids. Johnny, I done told your ass. Get your ass. And then Johnny gets alert because Johnny don't listen until you start yelling. Oh, Johnny, don't approach the curb like that. That's something you would do to train Johnny. You would train Johnny to not approach the curb when there's no car coming. But when there's a car coming, you got to say, Johnny. <laughs> you got to scream at Johnny's ass. And Johnny don't have time to say what? Because Johnny, that's what Johnny says to you when you're training him. And you're trying to train him that this is a sense of urgency. I don't have time for you to question me. But your kids all question you. What? Why do I have to do that? Look, you ain't got no time to listen to what, why I got to tell you to do it. You got to do it right now. I need you to do it now. <laughs> but your kid, by the time John, Johnny's about to get ran over by the car, you tell Johnny to stop running, and he turns around and says, what? And he gets ran over. <laughs> why you want me to get out the street? Smash. That's how you parent. <laughs> You'd be like, okay, go get ran over then. You should have listened to me when I said, don't go across the street right now. But instead, <laughs> look at you. Mr. Loud Pocket says, I'm 32 and looking young. So, yeah, I deserve an incredibly rich man. Uh, where are we at here? Mr. Clark says, coach, look up ladder insurance commercial. Shaking my head. All right. I don't know if I can do it today. I've actually used too much time preaching today. Um. Uh, so I, I, I'm actually, uh, is it an alligator? I'm actually, I, I can't play it now. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, anyway, interesting. But look at the young boys today. They have no direction, no men in their lives. The men that are in their lives are weak and spineless. Um, and then when you show up and then you try to be in these kids' lives, they run you away. If you're a principal at a school and you pull some principal Joe Brown on them, was it Joe Brown? Not Joe Brown. Um, the dude in lean on me, you do that as a principal, you getting fired. <laughs> Meanwhile, you trying to turn the whole damn community around. You're like, man, look, man, these kids are knuckleheads. They need to be, nah, you can't do that. You, you're a little too rough on them. Guys, I was in the coaching, Joe Clark, Joe Clark. I'm in Joe Clark, but Joe Judge Brown too. I was actually in the coaching profession as we were shifting towards this generation of people being teenagers. I got out right in time because I saw these kids wasn't listening. And I saw too many parents, and I was coaching college. I told the college parents, don't talk to me. <laughs> All right, as soon as they came, I said, as soon as your kid come to college, I don't got nothing to say to you. So I didn't listen to parents. So what parents did was when they were dissatisfied and their kid wasn't doing a damn thing, they went over my head to my boss, and my boss would come to me and said, eh, I ain't listening to them parents either. So they tried to. They tried to, um, what, what is it called? They tried to go over my head thinking that was going to work, but I had a boss that supported me. And um, I said, we don't listen to parents. They couldn't deal with it. I was like, I ain't got to listen to you. Just send a check. Make sure your kid, <laughs> I got control of them, and they're going to listen to me. 
They ain't going to run back to you. They run back to you, send them back to me. But we live in a society where, oh, they didn't get no playing time. <laughs> I'm like, I see them every, I see them every day. And I see them doing things that you don't know they're doing. But th since they're an adult, I can't tell you. Yeah, they try to go over the chain of command. There's another one. They, they call it, they try to not subvert you. Leapfrog. Yeah, jump rank. Uh, parents do this all the time. These Karens. Let me speak to your manager. You don't like what the teacher's still doing to your kid. Let me speak to your principal. You go to the assistant principal. This teacher. You getting the teacher in trouble. They see your knucklehead-ass kid every day. They see what they doing. Your kid disrupting the class all the time. But you playing the victim. Circumvent is what I meant. Thank you, Rodney. I'm pretty sure somebody else said it. Circumvent is the word that I was looking for. I see your knucklehead kids. I see them every day. And I see the effort they're doing. They need some help. Parents, let's get a let's get in the core. Let's get on one accord with the people who are leading, and maybe we can turn your kid into something. But you know your kid. You know them better than anyone, but you're you're a coward parent. And I'm calling out the parents. I'm not calling out kids anymore. I'm not calling out the leaders anymore. The, who, the people who are responsible for this catastrophe are the parents, 100%. Because they're scared of their damn kids. <laughs> I said, my kid, I will never be scared of my kids. And I will also say, I will never be scared of kids that I coach. I either run you or you run me. It ain't going to be no in-between. This is not an equal partnership. I run you or you run me. If you run me, it's over. I'm not your parent anymore. <laughs> See, y'all want to have equal partnerships and collaborations with children that you have legal authority over. There ain't no collaborative. <laughs> Wait, this ain't a collaboration. <laughs> This is a dictatorship. <laughs> oh, but, but but by the way, by the way, by the way, them ain't your kids anyway. <laughs> so that's that. I'm sorry, district. This ain't, them ain't your kids anyway. You know whose kids they are? The governments. The governments, those are the government's kids. You just are pay, pay, pay renting them. You're pay renting them. That's the government's kids. <laughs> so soon as you soon as you figure that out then you really know what's up all right soon as you figure out oh them the government's kids i got no authority over them anyway the government can come and take them at will they can come right march through your door and take them for any reason they want not only that they will tell your ass what to do with them on a daily basis they'll tell them when they have an off day and when their ass supposed to report to school not only that not only that um, they belong to the state. So at any particular point, you two parents can't parent them. The state will parent them for you. The state will come and get involved in every decision that you two bozos can't make because you are fighting each other because you hate the other parent more than you love the kid. That's the reality of the situation. And when you figure that out, then you'll figure out how much input that you want to put into these people. <laughs> Those are the government's kids. And the government is allowing you to pay rent to them, 
pay rent parent, shout out to Amin Osiris, you pay rent them until they're legally able to support themselves. <laughs> yeah, bro. This is the education, the edutainment that you need. Try to tell your kids you don't have to go to school for a month. I guarantee you the government will come looking for you. No, you tell, you tell, you send them to this. You can't even decide what school to send your kids to. You move into this neighborhood, their government's like, send them to this school or shut the hell up. <laughs> and you're like, I don't want them to send them to this school. I want them to go to that school. And the government will tell you, you ain't got no choice. Send them to this school. But you think you got control of the situation. You don't. <laughs> I don't want them to go to Martin Luther King school. Well, if you don't want them to go there, you need to pay rent over on this side of the district because these people get to tell, they get to send their kids to that school. And if you don't send them to this school, we're going to throw you in jail. Yeah, those are your kids. Those are your kids, right? They're not just kids. Those are the government's kids. <laughs> they tell you what to do every day. You don't have to send your kids to school on Saturday. No, because we say so. And should you enroll them in the extra school and they don't like it, then we get to remove you as a parent. And then we get to do what? Put them in our own government uh, legal lottery hopper where people can come adopt them. <laughs> so anyway, you guys are you got you guys aren't as powerful as you believe. But you can subvert this to an extent. But you have to have two parents that are on one accord to be willing to do this. If you have a sheep or a lemming as a co-parent and you are over here, you know, you're free, it ain't going to work. Shout out to uh, where we at here. Mr. Pinchy Jerry, I believe it's Pinchy Jerry. <laughs> All right, shout out to you. I like that name. Pinchy Garone, right? Garone. Uh, shout out to you for that uh, super chat. Um, Enough hard-hitting information. I want to wake you people up. All right. I'm not a scared individual. I am scared of some things. But I know too much truth to be scared 100%. But you guys are cowards. Now, not you guys are watching. You guys run and fall for the same playbook everybody uses to manipulate. When, when a man shows up and he's strong and he's assertive and he leads, you guys find a way to tear him down. Okay. And this is why you're in the predicament you're in. You, then you ask for men to lead. Why would a man lead in this society today? Why, ask yourself this. Why would a man lead in this society today? All the great male leaders have been shot down and deleted. Or they've been me too'd or they've been, I mean, Malcolm X, Martin King. Go down the damn list and all the, all the tenderfoot, tip, tippy-toe men get to live. The men who speak the most truth get censored. The men who distract you with goofy stuff, they get millions of subs. Then you ask why men don't lead. Because you tear them down. You find a way to tear that man down. Even when he shows one hit in leadership, you don't like something he said, didn't you tear it down? The most vocal people put their necks on the line to wake you guys up, but you're Mickey Mouse culture. 
you have a culture of Mickey Mouseism, and then when it matters, you you kick up a little bit of dust to act like you care and draw attention to yourself so you can virtual signal uh, your your virtuousness, and then you forget all about it tomorrow, and you go back to Mickey Mouse culture and climbing crates, and you go back to entertaining yourself with Candy Crush. And then you go back on your dating apps and Instagram and Facebook, going out there so you can get 25 likes on your post, virtue signaling on how good of a parent you are. When your kids are, are running all over you, circles around you, because you're a coward parent and you care what Facebook says about your parentage as opposed to you and your actual reality. Hmm. It's a little too rough for you. That he says, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? You're one big distraction. You can't stop and uh, parent your kids long enough to uh, enter your text message to some stranger you want to fornicate with when the kids aren't with you. You can't pull your head out of your Facebook comment or your debate on social media long enough to hear the important things your kids are about to uh, trying to tell you because you want to get your debate on Facebook so you can get your point across to somebody you don't even know. This is what you call parenting. This is what you call parenting. Then you got a nerve to judge somebody else's as a parent. You guys take your little phony pictures at your little backyard barbecue to show how much good of a family you are and each and every person in that picture hates each other each and every one of those people in their picture had to put their phone down for five seconds and they were oh, just to get that snap picture so you can just run and post it on Facebook to show you how good of a family you got mm. <laughs> what time does the show start now we're gonna start it now Don't start it now. I just had to give you a double dose of your reality and wake you up to the reality that you already know, but that you're hiding to the world. But please pass more judgment on to me. Please pass more judgment on to me and tell me you're doing everything right. You still live at home with your 52-year-old mother. Tomorrow's rent day rents due and you can't you about to come up short because you got to put gas in your tank please pass more judgment <laughs> anyway where are we at let's get to this video with donovan sharp <laughs> where are we at all right look at the world and you got some somebody, look at the world and you got some smoke for me please uh, let's go play this video. This video is from Donovan Sharp. Shout out to Donovan Sharp. Um, you know, people are like, why are you talking about it? dude? Look, he's got a great video. We're going to use it. Fair use Donovan Sharp. Uh, do I have to invoke my fair use privileges on Donovan? Uh, Donovan did a video and he says 99% of hot women are SEX workers. 99% of hot women are SEX workers. All right, and we're going to break this video down. Shout out to Donovan. Let's go ahead and play it. A while back, I had a guy call into my show who asked us why we were so focused on women. Now, he didn't really want the answer to that question, 
because he was doing what passive aggressive people do when they're afraid to be straight up with people, which is to make a statement by asking a question. Instead of saying, I don't like Donovan's watch, they'll ask, what is that monstrosity on his right wrist? Another example would be someone asking me, what does your mother think about you not dating black women? When they really mean to say, you should date black women because your mother is black. Any man who is afraid to make a bold statement and waters it down by asking it in the form of a question, rather than just saying what he thinks, is the kind of man who wonders why he's terrible with women. And this caller was just that. What he wanted to say was, hey guys, don't focus on women so much. They're not worth it. Now that discussion is for another day and time. But something he said later on in the conversation is what really got my attention. And it's when he said, well, I date nothing but nines and tens. Every so often, I'll get a caller or someone in the chat who claims he's king dingily and tells everyone he doesn't mess with anything but nines and tens. All right, so let's stop him right there. Shout out to Donovan Sharp. I've been calling people out for that 100%. Just based on the numbers, that is impossible. It's impossible that you're only dating models. You would have to be an extremely rich man, an extremely rich old man, which we're going to get to, or you would have to be the most genetic freak out there. But even genetic freaks will go down the ladder. Even the genetic, genetic freaks will go down the ladder for an easy layup, all right? So I don't want to hear anybody ever claim that all the women that they've had have been nines and tens. It's actually dumb to believe that. Let's continue. And 124% of these guys are full of you-know-what. If they really were dating nothing but nines and tens, they certainly wouldn't be in someone's chat or calling into shows. True. How do I know this? True. Men who only date super hot girls don't have time to be telling everyone they date super hot girls. Exactly. So uh, that's a great point. If you're out here dating super hot girls, you're not on any of these videos, not in the chat room. You're not. All right. Come on. The reason for this is that men like this are at the top of their game in every way. They're in great shape. They probably make great money. They're socially dominant and they're always busy doing something, building a business, working on a project, maybe on a rock climbing expedition or something outdoors. The list goes on and on. Yes, there are men who only date nines and tens. They do exist. There aren't many relative to the total number of men on the planet, but they are out there. But these men don't have time to be in a chat for two hours bragging about how hot their harems are. They don't have time to be calling some random podcast talking about how he only dates hot girls. So the guy that called my show and said that was obviously lying. However, what I'd like to focus on are the men who say they only date hot girls who aren't your top 20 percenters the average Joes walking around who are otherwise unimpressive in most ways. They're a B minus in looks, money, social status, the way they dress, and their game level. These are the guys that make up the biggest percentage of the pool of men available to women. These are the guys who wonder why 80% of women compete for the top 20% of men and have no idea that a man who's an A plus at one thing will date and sleep with better looking women than a man who's a B minus at everything. If a bottom 80%er, which is an average guy, says, I only date nines and tens. He is either lying or he is paying. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Donovan's going to cross that line. He's going to hit you with some realness that I've been hitting you with. I got money. He said he's either lying or he's paying. And I've been saying a lot of PUAs, they pay for women. They don't. They, they're going to tell you they don't. And then Donovan, this is a great video. This is one of my favorite videos of, of, of Donovan because um, he hit a lot of the things that I talked about. And he's kind of on the 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 PUA side. Right. He's more close to that angle. And he's still hitting y'all over the head. Let's go ahead and continue. 
there are very few men who only date hot girls who aren't lying or paying. And these are the men who understand women on a molecular level because of their extensive experience with them. These are your top level players. But the average bottom 80% are walking around who doesn't have much experience with women who claims he only dates hot girls is either a man who can't get laid or he's a customer. Now I Ooh, he's a cuss. He's a customer. Oh, don't hit him so hard. D. want to be clear here, guys. I will never judge any man for paying a woman for bedroom fun. Pay for play in the bedroom is the most authentic relationship there is. Ooh. That's different than a lot of people will tell you. Let's leave, let's see if he talks about this a little bit more. He said it's the most authentic. Let's see if he talks about this more. I, I'm interested to see where he goes. I already heard it once. I'm interested to see how he, where he goes with this. The man isn't giving her money unless she gives it up, and she's not giving it up unless he pays her the money. Believe it or not, relationships are exactly the same way. Uh-oh. Donovan agrees with all relationships are transactional. Which would, it's quite shocking to me, all right? I know Donovan, I know him personally, I know him, listen, I've known him for a lot of years. I've never seen this video of his. This is an older video, by the way, it's not a new video. Uh, this is an older video that he reposted. But he just said all relationships are transactional. Uh-oh. Again, a lot of guys will try to lie and say they don't pay. And I've been trying to wake dudes up and say, you pay. Uh, Donovan's going to break this down again. The only difference is that there's more pomp and circumstance in the form of her being nice, feminine, obedient, and a good girlfriend or wife. On the man's side, he is the provider, protector, and primary breadwinner. No matter how much we like to think that our relationships with women aren't anything like the relationship between a working girl and a customer, they absolutely are. Mm. Women Wow. Oh, my goodness. I got to hear that again. Let's hear that again. Being nice, feminine obedient and a good girlfriend or wife listen on the man's side he is the provider protector and primary breadwinner no matter how much we like to think that our relationships with women aren't anything like the relationship between a working girl and a customer they absolutely are mm. women base their long-term romantic decisions primarily on a man's ability to take care of her financially while we as men base our romantic decisions primarily on a woman's physical attractiveness and the working girl and customer arrangement proves this ironclad fact mm. how does this prove it I'll tell you, there are no broke customers and there are no grossly unattractive high-end working girls. Otherwise, the industry wouldn't exist. Now, the working girl market is under the umbrella of the male pleasure industry. And what most men are grossly unaware of about women here in 2020 here we go. is that the most super attractive women, who are your nines and tens, have worked or working or plan to work in the spicy industry on some level. Okay, let me pause it right there. Let me pause it right there. Uh, this is too much. And just briefly go over something just to let you know what he's talking about here. Now, he's also said this nine and tens belong to the community of men. And they typically do in some level play on the borderline of monetizing themselves. All right. Let me give you an example of monetizing yourself and your looks, which I'm not criticizing women of doing. First, what, first and foremost, I'm not criticizing women for doing this. I will never marry a woman like this. I will tell you to never marry a woman like this. But I'm not criticizing them. They got to do what they got to do. They were on the right side of the genetic lottery. Just as a basketball player, he's big and muscular. I would tell him, go pro. All right, you got to go pro. You got to monetize yourself. Same thing with women who are on the right side of the genetic lottery. Go do what you got to do, ladies. But you're not relationship material. Okay. 
This is your past. You're going to do it. Now, women who participate in some sort of dance, ballet, they're monetizing their skill and also their looks play a part of it. If they don't have the looks, I don't care how good of a ballet person you are, probably not going to do it. People who work at Hooters, people who are on cheerleading teams, people who are on NFL or NBA dance teams. These are all some form of monetizing your beauty and then putting in a little bit of talent while tossing your hair. That's included in it. The modeling industry. The modeling industry is so close to uh, the sex industry that many times women who want to be models get entrapped and ensnared in the sex industry. Let me show ahead. Let me let me show ahead and show it. And I'll and I'll repeat that again. It says right here, this is a stop human trafficking website, anti-trafficking international, from modeling to sex trafficking. Many times women who just want to be a model oftentimes get a direct line into the sex industry. It's so close, the line is so thin that modeling has to be very much included in the sex industry. Not only that, not only that, many models end up meeting men that they have babies with. And many of these guys are old rich men who have modeling companies, designer companies, they're gene designers. They end up in some sort of relationship where they capitalize on their beauty and looks to get what? DNA passed on to get relationships, trips, boating, whatever you call it, housing, allowances. <laughs> it's so close to it that it is it. Okay. Not only that, you have the whole pornography industry. That is basically women that are signing up to be models or they're trying to be actresses and somehow they get funneled over to this industry in order to make a quick buck. They get involved in that industry. They get it. That's how it works in Los Angeles. And these people, these women want to go acting in legit. And then they say, well, I'm a little bit desperate for money, so I'll do this. Donovan saying more women than, you know, do stuff like this. And many people look past it or people can't look past it. Not that I'm shaming them, but this is just the reality of the situation. Now you have OnlyFans. Now you have people selling sweat of their boobs. A person sent me a video of a woman that sells her boob sweat, allegedly. Farts. Um, you have people doing OnlyFans, uh, uh, Instagram modeling, uh, Fashion Nova. You have, uh, I'm missing a couple, Seeking Arrangements. More and more model mayhem OGs. Yes, shout out to the model mayhem OGs. Model mayhem was that women would uh, charge photographers to take pictures of them in the nude or as close to nude as they were comfortable with. This was monetizing themselves before social media. So this is uh, when people will say nine, 99%. Yes, 99%. I know doctors and lawyers. I know women that are real estate agents and leasing agents that go to Las Vegas and turn a couple of tricks. Every weekend, you think they're going to party and they're doing this. And, and it's teachers are doing this. It's an industry that now you have to look at and go, okay, this is, this, is the, this is the choice they're making with their lives. This is the choice they're making with their lives. Fine. But when it comes down to can they be relationship material, you have to say, am I willing to, am I willing to look past all of that past of the last 15 years of our life and go, yes. And, and say, and that's you. Okay. There's no difference between the Instagram model or the girl who's trying to be the Instagram model and the girl who is the Instagram model. They're all mimicking the same behavior and they're all trying to do that one thing to get enough attention to turn it into currency. Let's go ahead and continue with the rest of the video. 
Uh, this is uh, going to stem to the subject. This is keeping to the subject uh, about people's past. Unfortunately, young women are, I'm sorry, women get their blessings up front. Men get their blessings later. And that is where the crux of the issue is because the women are saying, oh, well, we deserve you now. You're older and you're established and you shouldn't think about my past. Or I didn't get you when you were younger. Get me when I'm older and you're older and established. Nope. In layman's terms, most hot girls make money off of their sexual allure. And keep in mind that when I say the male pleasure industry, I'm talking not just about exotic pole dancers, escorts, call girls, and adult film actresses. Yep. I'm also talking about cam girls. Cam girls. Instagram models. Girls who have YouTube channels where their body is the cash cow. If yes, that's a big one. Like I showed you the girl on the big blue ball, pause, and she was stretching. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on, man. But you get she getting the cha-ching, and that's sex work. You know what I mean? That's just the same as the other girls that are doing. And by the way, a lot of those, a lot of those people are doing sex work in the background. All right. So they will have uh what's the girls' names? Uh, they'll say link in the bio. Uh, what is it? Booking information in my bio. Bruh. These are workers. If a woman makes money with her body in a sexual way, whether intercourse is involved or not, she is a sex worker, plain and simple. Whether intercourse happens or not. And I agree. I absolutely agree. Instagram models, girls who have YouTube channels where their body is the cash cow. If a woman makes money with her body in a sexual way, whether intercourse is involved or not, she is a sex worker, plain and simple. And the hard truth about today's women is that if they're an eight, a nine or a 10, there's a very good chance that they're monetizing their beauty and attractiveness in some way, shape, or form. So if a girl's an online sugar baby and she's like, I don't have sex with the guys, it don't matter. You're monetizing your looks and beauty for money and you're getting men who are desperate to send you money. It don't matter if you sleep with her or not. So a lot of women will say, I just go out these guys for dinner and they, they take me on trips or they buy me airline tickets, but I don't do anything with them. So what? <laughs> I mean, you're still doing the process. Now, there's nothing wrong with women working in the pleasure industry. Correct. And I'm not being... I agree with that. Facetious here. I'm being 100% honest. We can talk all day about how the quality of women has taken a massive nosedive over the last few decades, which is absolutely true. But believe it or not, not all women are meant to be in relationships. Not all women are meant to be wives or mothers. Some women are just born to give men pleasure. And I'm not saying that to insult or besmirch these women, but it's true. Now, there are some attractive women out there who are absolutely legit nymphomaniacs. They have a high hookup drive, and there isn't any one man who can keep her satisfied enough to be sleeping with just him. And if they like fooling around so much, why wouldn't she get paid for doing it? We always say that doing something you love for a living is a great life, and I am living proof of that. Well, a nympho who loves hooking up with a lot of different men may as well get paid for it. I'm not hating on that. I wouldn't hate on that either. I mean, what else is she going to do? You know what I mean? Like, she's got to do it. And if she gets paid for it, she gets paid for it. But she ain't being a wifey. I'm sorry. Can't cross back over. Can't back. Can't rebaptize that peace leave. There are also some attractive women who genuinely enjoy giving men pleasure. Yes, guys, these women do exist. They're attractive. They're very generous in bed and not concerned with their satisfaction. They find satisfaction in satisfying men between the sheets. This is true, too. I actually ran into this hot blonde babe and had a little fling with her. And she was really not trying to get her rocks off. Her, her rock sauce was your satisfaction, right? And so that's what she got off on. She got off on men being, ple you know, get pleasing themselves with her as a catalyst. 
she really wasn't trying to get satisfaction by herself. And there are women like that. Not all women are the same in the bed, right? All right. And if they love satisfying men that much, they may as well get paid for it. And then there are attractive women who don't have any skills. And the only way they can make a living is off of their attractiveness. And if you can't make money off of anything but your looks, use what the creator gave you and make a living. Again, nothing wrong with that at all. What men need to understand is that a woman's most valuable assets are her youth and beauty. Yes, there are women who have other attributes and put them to good use, but they know that their youth and beauty are their two most valuable assets. We can hate on them all we want to, but this is the way it's been since the dawn of time. Everything from housewives to call girls and all of the spicy workers in between, females have always had to use their looks to get by as a matter of survival. Now, this part right here, um, this, well, shout out to the blonde chick right here. But this part right here makes you go, how is that? Okay, if a girl does this and monetizes, how is that different from a housewife? How is that different from a housewife who selects a engineer doctor specifically because he's an engineer doctor? How is that different than somebody that says, I do this, but I do this with multiple men for money? How is it different? If a person says I, he has to have these standards, which I'm fine with, but then you say, I give him access to me because he meets these standards. How is that different? This is a tough conversation to have with normies. Because they're going to say it's different because love. Love is involved and the other people aren't in love. Let me tell you, they're in love temporarily. And then when they bust, they're not in love no more. <laughs> okay. Some of them are still in love and the other person's in business. Same thing with your wife. You're still in love, but she's in business now. And she's no longer wants to let you lie in between her legs unless it's worth it for her. Guys, there's really no difference. There's a very thin line between this difference or not. Obviously, they use their looks in different ways and to varying degrees. But men pay top dollar to have fun with the best looking call girls. And men of means want the best looking women to be their wives and girlfriends. This is why women are so focused on the way they look, spicy worker or not. Attractive women who work in the male pleasure industry are cashing out early, which means they don't play the long game and marry young for a secure future. But they understand that sex sells, and sex with beautiful women is always for sale. Whether she's a working girl, a housewife, or an adult film actress, women use their sexuality to leverage resources. Yeah, you can't disagree with that. You can't disagree with that. I know it's, it's, it's against your romanticism to believe it's different, but... I've been saying this as well. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same resources involved. Money, energy, attention, or time. Okay. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's security. There sometimes it's a good life or all three if they marry young. The price they pay is also very different, even though they're all using the same currency, which is their allure. And the price they pay is directly correlated with how quickly they realize a return. The trophy wife, for example, she pays the lowest price so long as she marries young. She's exchanged her most valuable assets for long-term security and a lifestyle befitting a young, pretty woman. She doesn't suffer mentally or physically because her lifestyle is sustainable long-term, which means that she doesn't suffer the physical drawbacks that women in the spicy industry are subject to. All right, so there's the difference between the young woman who gets married to the millionaire or the man who's well-off. She doesn't get the damage long-term unless she gets divorced, unless she gets divorced or he's abusive. All right, but... um. That transaction happened because she was young and beautiful. If she was not young and beautiful, 
she doesn't get that job. Same thing as a model. It's very similar down the line. Um, we have a lot of, do we have someone in here shaming? Listen, if you disagree, please state your disagreement. Please state your disagreement. Uh, we won't pause it on that one. I know this is tough information because this goes against your programming. Um, people who've been talking like this have been shamed enough. But if you have a disagreement, state your disagreement. Do not come in here and I know you're new and I have to tell the new people how it works. Don't come in here and say, is there any grown man here? Why are you like this? This is sad. Oh, you guys hate women. Th that does us no good. All right. There's, there's no point in that because we've heard it for the last 10 years. I know you're new to this information. If you have a disagreement, comment your disagreement, but make your case. Make your case. Don't just say that you guys need to grow up or whatever you want to do. Go back to playing video games. You're a virgin in sales because none of those things are true. <laughs> none of those things are true. If you disagree, state specifically what the disagreement is. And then, then people can handle the disagreement. Okay, let's continue. Exotic pole dancers, another example. They pay a high price, but the transactions are strictly business. The man pays the money, she takes her clothes off, rubs her oobs in his face, shows him a good time, and that's that. The physical and psychological price she pays is substantial, but comparatively low compared to working girls or adult film actresses where intercourse is actually involved. So in layman's terms, as far as the math is concerned, the more upfront money and resources an attractive woman gets, the higher the price she pays upfront. The trophy wife's payment is spread out over a long period of time because her return mm. is paid back over a long period of time in the form of marriage. Mm. An exotic pole dancer's payment is a little steeper because she realizes a quicker return upfront in the form of a cash payment. So there's the difference. Um uh, between somebody that says I'm going to monetize my looks for a romantic relationship that is going to be something that I can capitalize on, but I get my payment long-term. Somebody might say, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to get my payment short-term up front or on the back end on the completion of the work. They're both the same. There's no difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no difference. Anybody that shows a difference to this, you're either delusional or you have to make a better case at showing me. You can't say love because that's childish, all right? That's when I'm going to say you're using a childish means to, to tell me that this transaction's different. And love is not going to do it. What else is involved? She didn't choose him because they were in love. They might have fell in some lust deeply, but the, but the overriding factor was her youth and beauty versus his resources. Escorts, working girls, and adult film actresses pay a very steep price, but they get a very high return and it comes very quickly. So again, I reiterate, there is absolutely nothing wrong with working in the spicy industry if you're a woman. I do not pass judgment on these women, I don't point the finger at them, and I don't categorize them as morally bankrupt. They're simply doing what they're doing to make a living, either because they want to or they have to. Male pleasure industry workers get no shade from me. That said, I have absolutely zero tolerance for male pleasure industry workers who then complain that they can't find a relationship or a job because of their career choice. Uh-oh. What happened? Jesus. Where did all the men go? Donovan, he got him now. So this is this is where it this is where he's saying 
no shame in your game. There's no shame in your game. You do what you do. The same as the housewife. Don't claim he's abusive and controlling and you got to divorce him and steal his kids from him and take all his money and don't complain that you're a good woman again and you want to rebaptize that peace leave and have a man marry you again. No, 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 no. You can't tell me you've been in 12 abusive relationships and you went for all the top seeking guys, the top men, the top guys, the top thugs, the top basketball players, and you were letting hypergamy dictate that and you were overlooking men that had less and then then come out on the back end and say you were with ain't-ish ninjas or you were with abusive men who controlled you because they had the resources and you went along with it enough for him to put three babies in you. But now you want to say, what happened? Where did all the men Oh, go? no. No, stay over there. This is why he said 99% of hot girls, they go on this blurred line of, now the only women that don't do this would be career women. So I could focus on my career. Kind of, kind of. A lot of times when they're young, they will let somebody give them a job <laughs> and they know why they're there. All right. And this is where the old man hires the young girl because she's got pretty legs. And then all of a sudden, he makes a pass at her. Oh, my God. And then she didn't realize why she was there, why you got the job. I thought you hired me because I was smart and I had a degree. Not necessarily. I thought I got this promotion because I've worked hard. Not so much. You got this promotion because I want you to promote me. <laughs> All right. Anyway. These women love to talk about how there's nothing wrong with what they're doing and that they're simply fulfilling a market need. And they're right. But then they turn right around and complain about how terrible their lives are because of their time as a male pleasure industry worker. Brie Olson immediately comes to mind. She actually used to date Charlie Sheen. But a few years back, she was complaining that men don't want her and that companies won't hire her because she did adult films. You can't have it both ways, Brie. You can't enjoy the benefits of having bedroom fun with the most well-endowed men in the world, but then expect men who are aware of your career choice to want to wife you up. Ooh! I'm glad Donovan scripted this out because he killing them right now. <laughs> he do, he killing them with this video. He was like, hey, you took the benefits. Now you mad. Uh, a, a lot of people, this has been happening in with the Me Too cases and all that stuff where they were saying this guy was a scumbag and they went and slept with him in the hotel hoping to get a movie role in the Oscar. And then when the movie role in the Oscar showed up and they got it, now they won a tattletale. <laughs> like, well, hold up, wait. You got the benefit. You got what you wanted out of it, right? You didn't turn your Oscar in. Turn your Oscar in. Turn your whole damn career in. Change your name back to your real name. Turn your nose job in. Take your implants out. Take all the benefits away. Give up the mansion. Yeah, give up the benefits of what you got. Don't cry foul now because nobody wants to hire you for a gig. Give all the money back. Give all the fame and accolades and the status back. No, you don't want to give it back, do you? Now you want to cry foul because you can't sleep at night. Because you're a hypocrite. Because you can't look at your kids straight to their face. And, and you have to tell your kids, well, your mama had to lie on that couch, casting couch to get where she needed to get. See, this is what we're talking about. Now you want to rebaptize all of that and, and, and turn it back in. This is what we're talking about. Now, there are many obvious reasons that men of value do not commit to former male pleasure industry workers. But one reason that doesn't get as much attention are the economical reasons as it pertains to fooling around. And stay with me here, guys. Let me explain. A man who is aware that a woman has done adult films or worked as an escort or a call girl doesn't want to commit resources to her. Now, 
he'll definitely sleep with her. But outside of that, he's not committing anything else. And that was what you had to work with. And you used it. You sold it. Now you want me to buy it at a better better price. I know people don't think this, this is uh, a nice way for men to evaluate women. But this is how men have evaluated women for a long time. I will just give you a couple of uh, phrases to remind you. Uh, what men used to say, there's a phrase called can't turn a hoe into a housewife. There's a phrase that white men have typically used. Once you go black, you can never go back. There's a phrase called damaged good. There's a phrase now that she's for the streets. Okay, they, they've been doing this throughout history, making this particular judgment saying, okay, you can do what you want, but you can't sell it back to me. But now we're supposed to uh, overlook all of that now because her past don't matter and that economic reason well she's already cashed out she's already been paid she's already gotten the maximum amount of money uh -oh. and resources uh -oh. outside of hold on i gotta go back to that one damn donovan crushing them a man who is aware that a woman has done adult films or worked as an escort or a call girl doesn't want to commit resources to her now he'll definitely sleep with her but outside of that he's not committing anything else and that economic reason well, she's already cashed out. She's woo. She already cashed out. Oh, this one's brutal, Donovan. She already cashed out. You can't cash out twice. Wow. She's already been paid. She's already gotten the maximum amount of money and resources that her prime youth and beauty could get her according to her market value. Oh. In other words, he's not going to give money or resources to a woman who's already cashed out. It doesn't make fiscal sense. She'd be double dipping as far as he's concerned. This is why high value men are always hesitant to commit to banana gobblers. The more men she's been with, the less she's worth. And women know this. They act like they're surprised that nobody wants to buy the Lamborghini with 400,000 miles on it. Oh, they'll rent it for a day or two, but they're not mm. buying that vehicle. They're not investing in something that's already been driven that much. They want a car with maybe five to seven miles on it. In other words, a car that's only been driven to make sure it runs properly. A lot of men would be very surprised if they knew just how many attractive women have done adult films, amateur or otherwise. Okay, I've, I've actually ironed that out. This is something that men do not want to actually investigate. I do the investigation for you. There's a documentary on Netflix called Hot Girls Want It. Watch it. Watch it. Uh, it and men, I always tell you, go on Seeking Arrangements if you really want to know how bad it is out there. I mean, it doesn't represent all of women, but it represents at least 20 to 25% of women. All right, it, and this statistically accurate because if you look at the college population of women and the women that are doing it post-college, this is a grand number. But a lot of men don't really want to ask this question. You don't want you don't want to ask this question because you don't want to know the real answer. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And that's a fact. It's a fact. The numbers are out of control. Uh, amateur prawn, girls that show up in the city and do amateur prawn for two or three weeks and go get sit back home ran through is high a lot of people will do it and they come back to their town and you would never know it you will never know it unfortunately guys are always shocked when they find out that a woman they've been seeing used to be a call girl or an escort or did some sort of work in that industry now it didn't used to be this way women who worked in the industry were few and far between but in this day and age more and more attractive women are monetizing their beauty in some way shape or form when men who are unaware of this find out that his girl used to work in the spicy industry, they are absolutely dumbfounded. 
you get a lot of guys out here dating extremely attractive women, the nines and tens of the world, and they're always shot when they find out they used to make money using their body and attractiveness. Okay, so wow, shout out to him on that one. Angela's in here still trying to figure out how to get over men that have heard all of this. Uh, and she's using a bonics. If women, if women do what y'all want, then y'all would get none. I don't know what that means. Uh, Martin, anybody? Martin, you know what that means? I don't know. Snoop, you got anything for that one? No, I don't know. Uh, is it time to throw in the damn towel, Angela? No, not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to her. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> anybody? No, nope. I don't know. Uh, just send V pictures and play your role. Be seen, not heard. That would be good for you. Let's do the Super Chats, and uh, we'll go through another quick example uh, for the last 20 minutes or so. Quick examples of what that looks like in our modern world of how now we're trying to do things like this. Her past doesn't matter. And then she will benefit from her past and then say, let's wipe the slate clean. <laughs> right? I got so many examples. It's crazy. Mike B says, oh, he says, coach, look up Michael Todd Hill. I'll look it up. I won't do it in today's show, but I'll check it out. Uh, oh, I, I talked about him today. I did talk. To, I think that's him. Michael Todd Hill. I talked about him in the early morning show. That's the millionaire who deleted his young girlfriend. He won the lottery, $10 million, and he got sentenced to life in prison. So I did talk about Shout out to Mike B. Thank you for that one. Um, Zero fault. I says, coach, going hard in the paint today. Pause. We got to correct people, man. The one thing that people don't do, and um, I'm a little bit of an egomaniac myself, but you don't acknowledge your flaws. You don't acknowledge when you're wrong. See, I acknowledge when I'm wrong. I acknowledge my flaws. I actually accept my flaws and say, hey, if you don't want to deal with it, the hell with you. Okay, that's how I acknowledge my flaws. I know where I, I know where I, uh, am not good and i definitely don't venture into that territory or if your ass don't like it do not hang around me i don't need you to be around me if you're gonna be trying to correct and change me i know where i'm lacking a wise man knows his limitations okay now what people do is they profess to be out here on the moral high ground and you're nothing but a sinner and a heathen and you never acknowledge it all right judge not least ye be judged and I can't stand people out here. You're, ab you're abject failures in life across the board. You're nothing but panhandlers to the government, and you have the nerve to be out here trying to tell me mm. <laughs> what I'm doing. Sometimes I wonder where I come up with this. Yeah, hypocrites too. Absolute hypocrites. And they're scared of their kids, right? You're scared of your kids. You're scared of the wife. You're scared of the government. You're scared of the police. You're scared of the NW. <laughs> Just get everything. You you want to be ordered around. And then when you're out here living your sheepish lifestyle, when you're out here working as a salary slave, you want everybody else to do it. And when they don't do it, you want a crab in a barrel there, ass. By the way, somebody once asked, why do crabs don't even belong in a barrel? However, your ass is in a barrel and you're trying to drag me back into your death and decay. We don't play that over here. We don't play that over here, or at least I don't. I'm the Frederick Douglass of this over here. I'm the runaway slave. I'm the man that worked his way out of slavery. 
So you don't get to say while you're on the plantation what I do as a free man with his free papers. Okay? You get to go over there and pick cotton and bail hay. So know your role or shut your mouth. All right, shout out to you. All right, when you go report to your job and you chain yourself to your cubicle, you have no way to be able to talk to me as a free man with his free papers. We the Frederick Douglass of this. We the Frederick Douglass of this. <laughs> All right, anyway, I love just messing with you. I love messing with you. Shout out to Dame Digital. Too much truth. Protect this man. All right. As we guys know, man, I said earlier, they get you in three ways. Assassinate the character, assassinate the money, then they assassinate you. All right. So it is what it is. It's tough out here to be a leader because leaders, leaders get taken out, unfortunately, in some way or fashion because they ask for leadership. But then when you give them real leadership and you don't go out there and soft shoe your way, and finesse people too. The people who you you the people who you praise are soft shoeing you. They're distracting you, and they're out here picking your back pocket. But you think they're the all end all be all? Can you say Barack Obama? All right, shout out to uh, my man uh, Dewanis Alexander. I believe it is. Shout out to you, longtime watcher. He says thanks for all that you do, sir. We are in here, man, and we're. Uh, we're going to call it sitting this one out, says Google Ivy Reno. It's getting bad out here, coach. I'll look that up. Ivy. Oh, Ivy. I'll look it up for my. What is this? Oh, she's a teacher who sent new Oklahoma teacher. A lot of these female teachers are going in on these kids. And uh, yeah, it gets a little bit of media attention. But when are they going to start calling women, female teachers, predators? Well, the problem is 93% of elementary school teachers are female. Now, if uh, if 93% of uh, elementary school teachers were male and they were going in on the girls, you can guarantee that person would be labeled as a predator and all male teachers will be subjected to some sort of background check. <laughs> They'd be watching your classroom, cameras in the classroom and whatnot. But the fact is, these relationships between female student, female teachers and male students have been going on since the beginning of teaching time. It just got swept under the rug for a long time. Uh, shout out to Harold L. I'm not going to read it because I don't want to give people uh, uh, ideas, but I see it. I see what's going on right here. I understand what you're saying. I got you. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, encourage people uh, to have the same belief and all that stuff. But at some particular point, you know, I'll go slide slither back in my hole. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we're the predators. We're the always the one trying to steal some peace, which statistically is somewhat true. Uh, more, many women do become succumb to men in deletions and assaults and whatnot. But women are doing it at a greater rate. And I actually predict women are, will do it at greater rates. Um. And they will take advantage of men. Uh, they actually do still take advantage of men. Um, in instances which which I'll I'll share with you briefly, and and then continue with the show. Uh, women do assault men all the time. Women do take advantage of men all the time, uh, sexually and whatnot. Uh, but I but I've described it as people will say, "Well, what's wrong with him? You know, you should have you should have liked it." 
or this will happen to male young children and adults will assault the child. And the man, you know, the young man can come out and be like, yeah, my this female adult assaulted me. He's supposed to be like, yeah, I I made it in life. He should like it. But there's still some some trauma there. There's still a trauma associated with that. That person's uh, life is it forever changed. Um, same thing with adult female teachers with male students. He's supposed to be, yeah, I got the peace leave. Right. And of course he's happy. He got some free sex, right. Still doesn't change the fact that it's, um, it's an assault. Still doesn't change the fact that a woman can grab a man openly. She can openly just touch on the guy. She can just grab his arm and touch him, touch his shoulders, touch all the places that she likes. I like men's shoulders. I like men when show with shoulders like this. I like men with arms like that. Now, let me touch on the places that I like. Let me start identifying the things that I like on you and start touching it. Let me touch your hair. Okay, let me touch your shoulder. Oh, I like your collarbone. Oh, baby. Yeah, I like women with collarbones. Oh, look at that flat back. Let me rub my hand down my back. Dude, this woman will be up there. He slid his slithery, nasty, grimy hand all down my back. He put his damn fingerprints on my collarbone. He touched my hair. And that's just the beginning of what he touched. You see what I'm saying? A man not supposed to come out as a victim of being assaulted. A woman could jump on him and um, and, and, and touch him and laugh and giggle it up and yuck it up in front of her other female friends. And um, then she can jump back in the friend zone. I was just riling you up. Come on. There was actually a video of a woman, a young girl doing that to a young boy, went and pantsed him and did all the stuff, violated and touched all on him. And everybody was like, well, come on, man, come on. Now, if you flip the genders and a young boy did that to a young girl, remember that happened? I can't remember what the case was. It was a young girl that did that to a young boy, exposed him and touched all on him and, and did all this and that and recorded it and laughed and yucked it up. Flip the genders. Flip it. A young boy does that to a young girl. It's all hell. No, oh, my God. These boys are out of control. Now. By numbers, who are, who's doing it more to the other? I would probably say men are doing it probably more to women. But when you include the fact that people are just going up and taking their, taking their, um, taking their, what do you call it? Anyway, they're just going up and just taking their right to go up and touch a man. And we're supposed to be like, okay, we're fine with this. I should just be happy that you're touching me. I should just be happy you're giving me attention. I got game. That's why she's touching all up on me. You know, you got so much masculine. Well, it's a win no matter what. Even if she cockeyed, gap to smile, even if she got crooked, rotten teeth, you're supposed to just be like, yeah, this is a win. She's a cougar, 52 years old, twice divorced. All right. You're supposed to just be happy, huh? Taking liberties with you. That's what I meant. Just taking liberties with you. And we're supposed to be just go ahead and accept it, right? And the reality is, Nobody cares about men. Nobody really cares. So with that being said, anytime you see women acknowledge the fact that they don't care, that actually proves my point. <laughs> it actually proves my point. It actually gives me a feather in my cap if somebody just comes in here and just not acknowledges one bit of truth of what I said. Everything's flushed down the toilet. That is a win for me. A win for them would be, you know, you got a point on some of these things. That would be a win for them. But for them to dis 
regard everything that I say, meaning they have never opened their eyes, their heart, or their spirit to the fact that I got to be right at least one out of 50 times tonight, that tells you that they don't care. And they never will. Mm. <laughs> right? It is what it is. So uh, we'll go ahead and give somebody a break here. We'll give them a break. They had all the fun that they can have. I'm, I'm surprised they're still here, by the way. I'm surprised they're still here. Uh, let's briefly go through this of what we're doing. Here it is right here. How about the things we're talking about in the past? Ex-adult film star Lana Rose wants all of her videos deleted. Here it is right here. This woman worked in the adult industry. She actually goes by a name still that is still her adult industry name. She capitalized on sugar daddy or sugar baby opportunities. She's dated celebrities. She's had babies by men of higher status, I would assume. She's been recorded. She's been paid. And she still goes by that name. And she still, and she wants, here it is right here. A lot of the videos I have no rights under, over. Otherwise, I probably would have deleted them all by now. Damn. Yeah. That's tough. Do you regret like any of that stuff? I do. I honestly tell people if I could go back, I would give up everything to have my dignity and respect back. Yeah, but 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 you already cashed out. It's easy to say that now. But I see you still are going by Lana Rose. I still see you're getting podcasts and job opportunities. I still see your Instagram is booming. I still know you're going to do do Dubai. I still see you cashing out still. I still see you in these streets yeah man well if i could go back too late <laughs> too late uh guys this is another one right here ex-pron star who regrets their profession and have left the industry for good there's a list of them mia khalifa uh she actually had people sign a petition to pay her and delete all of her videos she still goes by mia khalifa which would be her, uh, that's not even a real name. She still goes by that with 27.8 million followers. She was to get married, and then she did not get married. But she says it's hard for her to get a job because of her past. Uh, Sorry, you don't own the videos. Brie Olsen, same thing, and there's a whole bunch of lists. The list goes on and on. Uh, I regret all that I did. Uh, there's more and more right here. There's more and more as you go down. Now that they're 40 or now that they're trying to transition into another part of their life. Now, you know, here's a woman here. She hashtags depressed. She found Jesus and was saved from a life of SW working. Yeah, she was trying to rebaptize that peace leave. The story isn't new by any means, but it's a great story about a young woman who grew up not finding love at home from her parents. Hold on for a second. Let's go ahead and get the piano and the small violin out and break out the excuses and blame the parents while you probably didn't listen one iota to your parents. You were rebelling and you thought you knew it all. I guarantee I know you were smoking cigarettes behind the auto shop and dropping tabs of acids and you were getting ran through by all the dudes with the Grateful Dead t-shirts and now the athletes and now it's your parents' fault. I'm a little bit hardcore. Well, my parents, here it is right here. And she sought love from strangers. 
Uh, it says right here, this story isn't new by any means, but it's a great story about a young woman who grew up not finding love at home from her parents and sought love from strangers. Sought love is what we're talking about now. You mean... This story is not old at all. It's the same classic story. <laughs> you don't want to listen to your parents, and then you found yourself. In these streets. I have no sympathy for you. From prawn to cutting herself and wishing to die. Hold on. Let me read it again. From prawn and cutting herself and wishing to die. Does everybody have this story? I'm about tired of listening to this. Everybody has this. I, it's hard to feel sympathy with everybody going to use this as an excuse. You needed a male leader. If you cannot survive this portion of your life, and it took you to 35 and 40 to figure it out, when the nature gave you everything possible to win this game. Nature blessed you. You didn't have to do anything. Well, you got some limb plants, I see. You didn't have to do anything but wake up, go to sleep, wake up, go to sleep. Mother Nature came over, sprinkled some pixie fairy dust all up over your body, all in your hair, all on your feet, all on your legs. <laughs> then Mother Nature didn't bless you. All you did was close your eyes and start snoring, and you start growing. And then your skin got firmer and the hair got a little bit more shinier. And then you had a little bit more perkiness. Old men, young men listen to you for no damn reason other than the fact that you are you. You had to prove absolutely nothing. You had all the damn cards. You had the whole damn wallet. You had the winning damn lottery ticket and you flushed it down the toilet. Just say, call it what it is. Now you're looking for sympathy or the Lord or whatever the hell you're looking for. What is going on here in this world? This is everybody's story. And it's getting burdensome, burdensome and tired. Here's another one. Kim Kardashian cries about her son Saint seeing an ad of her alleged sex tape. Victim. Regret. Guess what? Your family is worth in the neighborhood of $5 billion. All stemming from said sex tape in which you sold to be multi-marketed, mass-marketed to people to buy in order for you to... So I could focus on my career. Okay, give it all up. Give it up. Give back the name. Give back all the notoriety. Give back the mansions. Give back the sponsorship deals. Give, give it all back. Nope. Nope. I regret. See, this is what I'm talking about. They really just want to wash it all away. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. Give it all back. Nope, you cashed out. Uh, this one right here. Brie Olson describes hardships after leaving the adult industry. Oh, it's hard out here. I turned 26, and they start casting me for MILF, MILF uh, uh, auditions. Right? While the new girls came out, barely legal, and they got all the good scenes. Now I can't get no job. Uh-oh. Here we go. Fair use. 
the words are something that I didn't expect to affect me in my everyday life. So when I go out, I feel as if I'm wearing slut across my forehead. The name I'm glad she's doing this and telling this is what these what they should be telling young people about this. Hold on. Names that people have called me, it's as if if you could take out those names and print them and put a ribbon around my whole body of all the names and things that people say to me on the internet, that's how I feel when I walk outside the door. I came from the adult industry, but then I transitioned into the mainstream industry. I came from the criminal industry. I sold drugs. I shot people, robbed them, stole. Now I'm in the mainstream. I'm a good guy. I turn my life over to the law. <laughs> Come on. Nobody gets to say that on that side. You know what I mean? They're like, mm, you still a thug. You still a thug. She worried about the S-L-U-T word, but what about the thug word? When dudes start to go thugging and they can never shake the thug tag. You probably still call them a thug. Let me go ahead and skip that. Here it is right here. Mia Khalifa uh, says she regrets her time in the industry. Okay. Well, cash back in. Pay it back. Nah, don't judge me. Model agency here. Uh, you're showing your modeling. So we have to really start thinking about what constitutes uh, people who work in this type of industry, who monetize themselves, and then they literally try to make you forget about it and then push themselves on you. Here it is right here. I'm seriously, he says, I, she, this is uh, the woman who got impregnated by Peter Nygaard and said it was great, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that on 2020. This is former model, Beverly Peel. Um, Peter Nygaard was a guy who went down to the Bahamas and he would have parties with young women and models. I've done a show on this. And they were all for it. The models came and got their trip. They got their free alcohol, free dinner. They got their free airline flights. And all of them got it, had to probably had to get touched up a little bit. And they disregarded that. Now, this woman saying she actually would stay at his place for months and months and years on end. And she said, but one night he crept into my room, stole the peace leave, and got me pregnant. I'm going to have to say on that, nope. That that gonna be a lie. There's there, no way I'm believing that. She was on scene. She saw him sleeping with women. She fed women. Dude, she literally fed women to the guy. She was the bottom chick, as they call in the Pippin industry. She was the bottom one. She was in a relationship with him the whole time, and she was feeding him women. And they, they she actually was the, she actually was the face of their um whatever their brand was, Nygaard. She was the face of it. And because she was the name, it brought other models to Peter Nygaard. <laughs> she basically was the damn, oh, the flypaper. <laughs> now she was the flypaper to Peter Nygaard. She brought models to him, and she watched him do all these things with these models. But one night, he crept in her door and knocked her up. I'm supposed to believe that. Not only that, she wants him to pay child support. By the way, he's behind bars. He probably ain't never getting out. He was a Me Too victim. All right. 
I'm I am seriously uh, about to be homeless. <laughs> what? Supermodel says Peter Nygar hasn't paid child support since January. I cannot. You cannot make this up. You can't make this up, bro. This is the story. You're a little bit older now. You can't cash out anymore. Donovan talked about this. You can't cash out no more. You cashed out already. You should have saved that money. The, the, the time's going to not, the times are going to come to the end. The good times are going to not roll anymore. Now you're going to have to get back. Whatever you got paid, you shouldn't have bought purses and high heels and all that stuff. Cocaine, whatever you bought, you should have saved the money. You were the ringleader. Yes, you were the ringleader to his, his trafficking operation. You were there the entire time. You know every detail. Now, because the operation has ended, mainly because, number one, he got caught, and then you threw him under the bus, guess what? You about to be homeless. Can you not make this up? <laughs> this is the story that you're trying to tell your, your kids, and you're trying to tell your nieces and your cousins, and you're, you're trying to tell the women around you, the good times are going to roll, but be careful. It's going to come to a crashing end. Some people call it the wall. When that happens, what are you going to do then? Uh, don't worry about all that. Don't worry about me. I'm doing me. I'm living my best life. I'm strong. And I'm going to do whatever. And then the good times come to the end. Then you start blaming everybody else. And now you about to be homeless after working as a fashion model. Let me see here. How? And you, not only you worked as a fashion model, you were Peter Nygaard's ringleader, right? You were his, you were his uh, Giselle, what's her name? You were his Jelaine to his Epstein. What is the girl's name? Where are we at here? Beverly Pills Network. How much money did she make? Net worth, it says 2021 here. Uh, it says she has a net worth of $4 million. $4 million. That was in 2021, one to five million. And she fumbled the bag. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> yeah, Jelaine Maxwell. She was Jelaine Maxwell for Peter Nygar. And now it says, oh no, that's 80 million. I was about to say, but that's Naomi Campbell. This is the stuff we talk about. It's the same classic story. It's the same thing, guys. You all pay for women, meaning the people who, the women that come to this realization, 40, 50, not all of them, but the vast majority of them, they're going to need some help. Oh, just help me. Just help me. I'm a good one. Just take me in. Take me in. Take me in. It'll be okay. I'm a good woman. It's good. Marry me. Doesn't matter my past. Don't worry about all that. You don't need to know. You don't need to know about that. Take me in. They cashed out, baby. Donovan Sharp said it. Since you cashed out, you can no, you cannot cross back over this line. I'm sorry. This is just my philosophy. You guys can do what you want to do, but it is what it is. Last quick point here. There was an interesting article here. I do a lot of research on this. I don't just talk out the side of my neck, but they're talking about the consequences of casual sex. Gender differences is uh gender. Wait a minute. Oh, I thought my dog was still out here. Gender differences in motives and emotional outcomes following casual sex. What is, is what is good for you? By the way, I don't think casual sex for men is that good either. However, I got to do what I got to do. You know, <laughs> it is damaging as well. But it is what it is. We're actually programmed for this, but not to the extent that we do. it. 
you just have too much reach now, in my opinion. So it's not as good as people say. You know, people are like, we're the learner. We're supposed to uh, procreate, but we lived. We didn't live in million. We didn't live in um, population centers with millions and millions of people, which makes it where it's nonstop and that's all you can do. That's damaging. Uh, but for women, it says right here, there's emotional damage uh, right here of people who are participated in this casual sex. And they talk about predictors of negative emotional outcomes, including being motivated to regulate negative emotions and to achieve positive emotions. Like, I want to be happy. Well, you can't because you're you're doing this. No predictors apart from being a man were found for a positive emotional outcome. While the stigma surrounding female sexual agency is diminishing, right? The, they're saying no slut shaming, but they're also now coming back years later and saying, oh, I'm still good. Don't worry about my past. Results generally support the presence of a sexual double standard, which encourages male promiscuity, but dissuades female sexual autonomy. Okay. But uh, the, but, but with that being said, there's a double standard, but who's the, who's on antidepressants more? I mean, what do you do? You want to cry me a river about you cutting yourself, but I don't hear men cutting themselves. But if they said they were cutting themselves, nobody would care. So there's the double standard there flying back into your face. So you're saying you're, uh, you're, you're getting negative uh, results of this. Your life is falling apart. You're about to be homeless because the man that you've been ran through by ain't paying you child support. So you want to cry that river. You also want to cry double standard. It's a weird, weird world that we live in that we have to deal with these things, but it all comes down to agency and accountability. You cross this line. I don't care what it is. You are going to have negative results come back into your life. Men as well. And men, often the negative results show up, you automatically going to get the blame. So let's, the hell with um, double standard regarding men. Men who often err uh, when they have errors in this uh, promiscuity, they get blamed for it. Meaning if they knock a girl up, if the girl terminates the pregnancy, he has no father rights. If she, if he keeps the child, if he gets, if they get an STD, um, most likely he's going to be blamed for passing it. Right. He can be charged with assault and face some jail time, whether the, whether she says the assault happened a day later or 40 years later. So there's negative consequences to male promiscuity. People just aren't looking at it. There's a whole bunch of them. So ladies, if you want the same accountability that men receive by being promiscuous, raise your hand. If you guys want to go to jail for rape and sexual assault, whether true or false, if you want to get me too and your life ruined by one sexual interaction, if you want to say whether men or women are drunk, that both of them, were both dumb instead of saying the man was in charge and he was in charge of his decision-making, but you had no agency because you were drunk. Hey, if you want to even it up, let's even the score. But you don't want to even the score. You want the advantage. You want to be able to cry a river. You want to give father's rights? Uh-huh. You want to give a father's rights? You want to ask him, can you terminate the baby? Or you want to say, my body, my choice? You can't have it both ways. See, you don't have the agency, you don't have the uh, ability to be, be promiscuous without being judged, but you also have your body, your choice. Pick one. Pick one and stop crying. <laughs> All right, shout out to everybody. Look, let me do this because I got to get out of here. Pause. I don't know why I paused it, but I got to get out of here. The heat is on, on, on CGA. 
uh, the notorious one. He says, thanks, coach. You are right. I'm a coward and a blowjob away from the plantation. All right. Uh, the way you fix that is you get it done to you multiple times. <laughs> All right? I'm just letting you know, man, uh, to the point where it doesn't do anything for you. But when you're young, first person to swallow your kids, you want to marry her. All right, Maryland guy says, Coach, you ain't lying. I had a drunk girl pull my pants down one time at a party, and some people laughed. Imagine if the roles were reversed. And even when you bring it up, you're like, God, that, that would be an assault. I'd be in jail if I did that. Oh, no. You know, it's the world we live in, but what we do is teach men to be aware of these double standards. Shout out to Richard H. for your cat. No, for your PayPal. And let's finish up with the cash app. Uh, it is what it is around here. Uh, let's see. Uh, sitting this one out says the stars don't look as good outside of their scene. He says, brother, be like CGA. What you think of Heather Hunter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I lived in I lived in Southern California, so I've been having I've been had the ability to see celebrities in person. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, most of my late teens into my early 20s. So that's where a lot of celebrities lived. I mean, I was past the San Fernando Valley in celebrity. Deal. Um, dude, that's a lot of magic that they make these people look so glamorous. Lots of magic. Lots of magic. It's not easy. Uh, uh, like I've seen people like Lindsay Lohan in person. I mean, I'm like, this, these people look very much average. All right. These are average looking people. But, you know, they use a lot of, um, they call it airbrushing, but what they do is they basically blur skin and they able to manipulate bodies through posing, makeup, witchcraft, hair, hair care. Um, I did my model mayhem days where I would have these girls come in and they have a makeup artist. They take two and a half hours to do the makeup to do 45 minutes worth of shooting, right? And they're standing there posing, stretching themselves out. It's all it's all imagery and witchcraft to get you to believe that these people are perfect and they're anything but, you know, photoshopping, photoshopping bruises out, wrinkles in the knees and the elbows. Uh, they smooth out the skins of the eyes, including the makeup job. The makeup job that they have is excessive because it's camera ready makeup. It's camera makeup which looks like clown makeup to you. If anybody walked outside with that amount of makeup, you'd be like, what the hell have you got going on? Uh, eyelashes and all of these things to manipulate you because men are physically, I'm sorry, uh, men are visually attracted to women. It's not about what we hear from them. It's about what we see. And so they can easily manipulate you. They manipulate you through clothing. They make uh, areas of the body look more pleasing than they actually are when the clothing comes off, right? Um, this is what happens. But until you can get over that and be a man where the big head outthinks the little head, then you can get over these things and know what it is. But for, unfortunately, at that point, they don't want you to be that man. At one point, they want you to be that man. But when you're not manipulated by them, easily manipulated, and you're like, little girl, go sit down. Then they say you hate women. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, no, the big head outthinking the little head now. I got a, I got an advantage in life that you can no longer manipulate me with your bull. I know what you're going to say before you say it. It's meaningless to me because I know you can't back it up with any sense of hard work or agency. What's the point? And not only that, this isn't all women, but these are the ones who try to manipulate me. Shaming language, sign language, all of these things are characteristics of people who have no argument. But 
they go back to the damsel in distress or just to shame you. That's the next thing. And then physical uh, physical manipulation where they're trying to be pleasing to my eye and trying to say one thing. Oh, baby, you're the best. You're the best one out here, daddy. <laughs> you're the best one out here. They ain't nobody better than you, daddy. Yeah, I'm like, be quiet, baby. I got money. Go ahead and scram after this. Fistful of 20s. Bye-bye. <laughs> Who cares what you got to say? Thank you for thank you for your service. Go have fun window shopping at South Coast Plaza. All right. Meanwhile, I'm going back to work. <laughs> By the way, we're on the dark side around here. There's no moral. This is not the moral channel. There's no morality on this channel. We're not doing the right thing over here. We're doing the right thing for ourselves. We're no longer beholden by society standards because you keep changing them every week. By the way, <laughs> we out of here, brothers. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We've got money mindset tomorrow, so we'll take a break from the ladies. Ladies, we'll give you a break on Wednesday mornings. Appreciate y'all for being here. Peace.